0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Learning
1: more about the would-be mass murderer from the uh, YouTube incident. It's fascinating how quickly all of her stuff has been pulled down uh from YouTube and really every site every website they all took it right off <laughs> you j- you can't help but wonder is would that have been the case if uh she was you know pro NRA uh my guess is no um I I don't I don't think they would have been so eager to pull everything down from an NRA supporter who did this. Some right wing person. But all of her stuff, almost instantly gone. <clears throat> we don't want you to be subjected to her evil, which was probably right wing anyway. So, But she was also incredibly adamant about about being nice to animals. And uh, even bugs. In fact, she was so anti-cruelty uh, to animals and insects that when she found insects in her home, she wouldn't kill them. She would, she would take them outside. She'd pick them up, capture them, and, and then release them outside. She had a catch and release policy, apparently, on uh, insects. That obviously did not apply to human beings. So she's so adamant about not killing animals. She's a vegan. She won't kill an insect. Ah, but human beings. Did I not give you a little clue into uh, how far this society has gone down the rabbit hole? When you value insects more than you value human beings, uh, something has uh, definitely gone awry. In one of her videos, she referred to herself as a ninja before making a series of strange, stunted motions spliced between clips from the reality series America's Got Talent. Hmm. In another video, she had a blonde pixie-cut wig while mocking people who choose to eat meat. And, by the way, again, these have all been scrubbed from the internet. You can't see them anymore. In yet another video... She says in Farsi, she was Iranian, uh, that she has no, no specific physical or mental illness. But she says she lives in a planet, in a planet that is filled with illness and disorder and perversion and injustice. <clears throat> so they're trying to figure out exactly what led her to uh, going to YouTube's headquarters. She drove all the way from San Diego. That has to be, what, I don't know, 600 miles or so. And her family members did call. Both her brother and her father called authorities in the Bay Area. And they did, in fact, find her asleep in her car. And they did talk to her. And they found out that, yeah, she's relocating to the area. And uh, she didn't have any place to stay quite yet. But she was going to stay with relatives. Police claim that they were not informed that she had ill intent for YouTube. Both the brother and the father say, yeah, we, we, we told him she hated YouTube. And she had some animosity there that she might be taking out on him. So police didn't call YouTube. They weren't alerted. Another one of these situations you know, that could have been avoided. <clears throat> uh, but I think the police, if they weren't told that she had ill intent, they did what they could because you can't just arrest her because she's sleeping in her car. So this, I think, continues our debate on exactly what we do uh, about this issue where people, uh, either because they've snapped and they want to be famous or because they have some deep-seated animosity that's so powerful they're willing to kill over it. We're not going to discuss, though. Nobody wants to discuss except the right how to deal with that, even though that's obviously the issue, even though that's the only way that we can slow down or stop these tragedies from occurring, is to look into the people. Uh, we have this great video um, from a, a man named Mark Robinson who. It looks like he got up and he's addressing uh, the Greensboro City Council. And listen to what he had to say to them.
2: I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group, domestic violence, blacks, these minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. Nice. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white, You want to restrict Mm -hmm. my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. (laughs) It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country, we're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because Mm -hmm. our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why I came down here today. Gun show or no gun show, NRA or no NRA. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You can take the guns away from us all you want to. You all write a law, I follow the law, I'll bring my guns down here, I'll turn them in. But here's what's going to happen. The Crips and the Bloods on the other side of town, they're not going to turn their guns in. They're going to hold on to them. And what's going to happen when you have to send the police down there to go take them? The police can barely enforce the law as it is. That's what I see. We demonize the police, criminalize and and, and vilify the police, and we make the criminals into victims. And we're talking about restricting guns? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that when the police department's already hamstrung? You're not going to be able to go down here and take these guns from these criminals. So the criminals are going to hold on to their guns. They're still going to have them. They're still going to break in my house, and they're still going to shoot me with them. And guess who's going to be the one that suffers? It's going to be me. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight, it is not going to happen without a fight. And when I say fight, I don't mean shots fired. I don't mean fist thrown. I mean I'm going to come down here to this city council and raise hell just like these loonies from the left do until you (laughs) listen to the majority of the people in this city. And I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding, and they follow the law, and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear, to bear arms. They want to be able to gun sh- go to the gun show and buy a hunting rifle or sport, a sport rifle. They are no military-grade weapons sold, uh, sold at the uh, gun show. An AR-15 is not a military-grade weapon. Anybody would go into combat with an AR-15 is a fool. It's a semi-automatic 22 rifle—you'd be killed in 15 minutes in combat with that thing. So we need to dispel all these myths, and we need to drop all this all this division that we got going on here. Because the bottom line is, when that Second Amendment was written, whether the framers liked it or not, they wrote it for everybody, and I am everybody, and the law-abiding wow. citizens of this city are everybody. And we want our rights, and we want to keep our rights, and by God, we're going to keep them—come hell or high water
1: fantastic mic drop wow do I love that guy that's incredible made all the more powerful because he's black they can't call him a racist Uh, uh, they can't say that he's 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 just against all minorities they can't do any of that nonsense really some powerful some powerful words before some people who needed to hear it he needs to travel now to Washington Jeez, that's that was fantastic and bold. That's that's what we need. Bold words for more people who aren't afraid to stand up and say what they what they mean. And he put it so well. I love the AR-15s, not a military grade weapon. It's it's a semi-automatic 22 You'd killed in 15 minutes. You take that into war. And you know that had to stun the city council members there because they don't know, they don't know anything about guns, <laughs> Have no idea. Fantastic uh, testimony, uh, and if only we had about seventeen million more people like that who are willing to put everything on the line, who are willing to just let it all hang out, because you really open your you open yourself up. To a, a lot of crap and a lot of criticism and a lot of trolls, and you know he's getting all kinds of flack. This guy, I don't, I don't think he cares. Bring it on. Very refreshing. Yeah. Nice way to start the day. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> That'll be some good smoking today. Promise you that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I mean, in a world where it's so preposterous, if you believe the Second Amendment entitles us to have weapons like an AR-15, so refreshing in in that world where uh, we're supposed to roll over and play dead anytime 17-year-olds get in our face and say that they demand change and anybody who doesn't go along with them is going to be left behind or drummed out of society or, or voted out of office. Which is a fascinating point because they can't vote. <laughs> Crazy. 888 900 You have uh, Robert De Niro, too, to you know just bring you back to earth later on today. <laughs> Apparently, he's got another movie coming out. Um, and as he discussed his new movie, he takes shots at uh, Donald Trump because you know, that's, that's what he does. He's always been pretty outspoken, uh, pretty outspoken leftist. And uh, his career is to the point where I don't think he minds losing half of his audience. 888 thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about filter by, especially since spring is in the air. And so is a lot of pollen, ragweed, all those things that aggravate your allergies. And you might think, well, I'll just stay inside during the spring. Yeah, the air inside your house can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside your home. That's why you've got to regularly replace your filters in your HVAC system. And the best place to do that, FilterBy.com. FilterBy.com carries over 600 different varieties, different sizes, including custom options. If you have something unusual, they'll actually make one to specifically fit your system. Then it's shipped free to your home and within 24 hours. Really fast, really convenient, and super affordable. Plus, everything's made right here in America. And if you really want to support American-made American businesses, this is a great way to do it. FilterBuy offers a multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. And you'll save 5% if you set up auto delivery. So you get all that taken care of. You don't have to worry about when it's time to change them again. Save money save time, and breathe better with filterby.com. Filter, b u dot com,
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Bray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Thanks for being with us today. 888-933-93. Some conflicting reports about this caravan that's on the way from Honduras, traveling through Mexico. First of all, they're getting all kinds of help from Mexicans and Mexico itself, the the government. Uh, They're being encouraged to stay together and allowed to march through their nation. When... In reality, Mexico doesn't do that. So it's really galling to think that they would allow this march all the way through their country when usually they wait for you at the border and they either put you in jail when they catch you or they deport you immediately. They're not like us. They don't do catch and release. They're serious about protecting their border, but we can't be. But the conflicting reports are that they're still together. They're, they're gaining steam. There's more of them, anywhere from 1,000 to 2,000 people. And then the president said yesterday that the, the Mexico is now cooperating. He got him to put a stop to it. it is, I don't know about that, but here's what he said. Uh, during a press conference yesterday.
3: The Mexican border so, is... Very unprotected by our laws. We have horrible, horrible and very unsafe laws in the United States. And we're going to be able to uh, do something about that hopefully soon. Mm -hmm. Hopefully Congress will get their act together and get in and create some very powerful laws like Mexico has and like Canada has and like Mm -hmm. almost all countries have. We don't have laws. We have catch and release. You catch and then you immediately release and people come back years later for a court Mm -hmm. case, except they virtually never come back. So uh, we are preparing for the military to secure our border between Mexico and the United States. Uh, We have a meeting on it in a little while with General Mattis and everybody. And uh, I think that it's something we have to do. Now, the caravan, which is uh, over a thousand people coming in from (laughs) Honduras, thought they were going to just walk right through Mexico and right through the border. As you know, NAFTA is a phenomenal deal for Mexico. It's been a horrible deal for the United States. We're renegotiating it now. But it has been a horrible, horrible, embarrassing deal for the United States. This should have been terminated or renegotiated many years ago. Hmm. Uh, Mexico, we have a trade deficit with Mexico of over $100 billion a year. And I told Mexico yesterday that because of the fact that their laws are so strong, they can do things about it That hard to believe the United Mm. States can't. I said, I hope you're going to tell that caravan not to get up to the border. And I think Mm. they're doing that because as of 12 minutes ago, it was all being broken up. We'll see what happens. But we have to have strong borders. We need the wall. We've started building the wall. As you know, we have a billion six toward Mm. building the wall and fixing existing wall that's falling down. It was never appropriate in the first place.
1: We're actually not building the wall. Uh, they're making repairs to parts of the current fence, but wall construction has actually not begun. I don't know why he keeps saying that. Because uh, it's essentially alternative fact. <laughs> uh, it's just not true. So is is it true that Mexico's helping us in breaking up this caravan? I don't know, but it's, it's fascinating because he uh, announced... That uh, Well, DHS Secretary Nielsen just announced that they're going to sign a proclamation uh, to direct DHS and the Department of Defense to deploy the National Guard. Here's what they said. Or not.
0: In an effort to prevent such a consequence, the president has directed that the Department of Defense and the Department of Homeland Security work together with our governors to deploy the National Guard to our southwest border to assist the Border Patrol. The president will be signing a proclamation to that effect today
1: be interesting to see how much that helps be interesting to see how that's handled and if the left just comes out of their skin over it can almost guarantee that part is uh is gonna happen there's actually some people who have immigrated from other parts of the world believe it or not who are not all about open open borders like this California man who spoke out against California's sanctuary state status.
3: Thank you As an immigrant myself, I came to this country 45 years ago with me and my mother, okay? 45 years ago, we were not offered sanctuary. We were not offered an easier, softer way, okay? We were told you have to be an American citizen, and here's what you have to do, and we did it. And if I can do it, Every single person that's a dreamer in this room can do it. Every person that's undocumented in this room, they could do it too.
1: Thank you. Can you imagine if you came here the right way 45 years ago? You didn't have a free ride to do whatever you wanted in this country, and we didn't support you, and we didn't coddle you, and we didn't change every uh, law and even our language to suit uh, your needs. How angry would you be at what you see today? You can see the passion in this guy. He's pissed. And I don't blame him. When you do it the right way, and then everybody else now is, is encouraged to do it the wrong way. Yeah, uh, that's a little disconcerting, I would think. Hopefully more people, you know, like this guy and the Mark Robinsons of the world, will stand up and speak out against this madness. The only way we're going to save our country. Lisa in Texas, you're on the blaze.
4: Hi there, Pat. Hi. It's good to talk to you again. I've talked to you several times. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up that I don't think has been uh, brought up before or meaningful. But my grandparents, they came over after World War One from Germany. When they they didn't go through Ellis Island, they came before that, and they came down mm-hmm. through Canada legally. Mm-hmm. settled in Saw Lake. Well, my dad grew up in his home where they refused to speak their native tongue, which is German because his dad says, I am American, we're speaking English. Yeah. My they were given no special privileges. They weren't given anything. My grandfather was a bricklayer. Anyway, enough for that But the other thing is my husband works for a company here in Dallas, and I don't want to give the name of the company, but I just want to let you know what's out there. They're working or already have built a rifle that has – you don't even need to have a spotter like they did on American Sniper. This rifle costs $15,000, and it is totally computerized. It is deadly. And they're not selling a whole bunch of them because of the cost, but there's definitely other countries out there that are really, really interested in this rifle, and they are doing everything they can so they're not caught up into selling them, you know, to other countries, but just, you know, to Americans and stuff. But I'll tell you, my husband says that's really scary, and they're talking about these, you know, uh, other rifles that are using for mass shootings. That's nothing that's coming down the pike.
1: Mm. Wow, uh, appreciate. That is scary. Yeah, it is. Uh, thank you, Lisa. And when the left gets a hold of that, they'll use that against us as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Then on the other edge of uh, the other side of this argument, still lingering out there, uh, David Hogg, who denies that he's got any kind of organization aiding him. Huh. That's funny. Look, he's just a seventeen-year-old kid speaking his mind. That's all. You know, I mean, he's sure he's got incredible expertise in setting up national rallies yeah. in uh, in how to appear on virtually every media outlet, every mainstream media outlet in the world on a daily basis. How to raise funds for a movement such as this. Oh, he's an expert in all that stuff. There's nobody behind him. He's a natural. Yeah. I mean, he's just born with these qualities. And uh, basically said as much on an MSNBC interview when he was asked about the people helping him.
0: I, I mean, I'm pretty well lit. I don't see any shadowy figures behind me. Um, it, I mean, honestly, if he sees powerful shadowy shadowy groups, is corporate America standing with us? OK, OK. I guess it doesn't really make sense. But what I want to get on from Mm -hmm. is the negativity in this situation, (laughs) and I want to focus on what's ahead for our movement. It's really (laughs) what we need to be focusing on is the positivity and really bringing everybody together.
1: Sure. Well, everybody who agrees with him, everybody else, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you're just a pile of Mm -hmm. garbage, and you have no rights, and you shouldn't be saying anything about any of this. But isn't that cute that there's no... He's really well lit. There's no shadowy figures behind him. Yeah. Comes, like moveon.org.
5: Comes across as well lit, if you ask me.
1: <clears throat> uh, every Town, America, USA, or whatever that group is called, from Michael Bloomberg. Uh, Planned Parenthood is behind him. The Women's March is behind him. And everybody knows it. It's all out, out there in the open, it's all exposed, and he's still denying it. Yeah, that's cute. If you want to play coy, that's great. 888 900. more pack ray unleashed just around the corner.
0: The Blaze Radio Network.
1: It's an amazing story. The grandfather of a slain Oklahoma burglar says the homeowner had an unfair advantage uh, by using his AR-15 when three teenagers, including his grandson, broke into his house. Uh, Sorry. I'm not looking for a fair fight here. I'm looking for you people to get out of my house. Maybe you shouldn't have come in in the first place. Mm -hmm. Three Oklahoma teenagers were killed last week when they broke into a house and were met by a homeowner with an AR-15. Oh. Now the grandfather of one of the teenagers is speaking out about his grandson's death. The unmitigated gall of this guy. Are you serious? Larry Schumacher... Grandfather of 17-year-old Jacob Redfern believes the death of Redfern was unjustified because the homeowner's AR-15 gave him a, an unfair advantage over the three people who broke into his house.
5: And this wasn't a fight that the homeowner was
1: picking, okay? I guess you're supposed to stop. Like, if somebody's in your house in the middle of the night, yeah. uh, you say, okay, time out." Yep. Uh, what kind of weaponry do all of you have on you? Mm-hmm. Uh, your fists and a knife? Okay. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna grab myself some sort of a towel and I'm going to wrap it around my well, arm so that I can fend off your knife well, blows. But,
5: well, you, skipped a,
1: you and, skipped a... And then I'm going to hit you in the face just with my fist.
5: Well, that's after you take your AR-15 and you responsibly lock it up. Before the well, fight you don't even begins.
1: get. You don't even get. It's already locked up. You're not even considering. <laughs> Once you find out, they've only got the knife. Well, I'm saying if you get it out, you want it to totally be fair. Yeah, yeah. You want this it to be... be totally fair. Yep. Even. Then you call for a referee to come and join you at your home at two in the morning. Okay. And. He is allowed entrance into the house, and then is he a, oversees the li- battle.
5: A licensed referee? Like, oh, yes. You get of this It's got to be
1: state licensed. But like, like State what, of Oklahoma. Is
5: it like, um, uh, like uh domestic dispute?
1: No, nah, where all referees are licensed.
5: License? Okay, yeah. just a referee store.
1: Okay. Uh, Schumacher admits what these three boys did was stupid. They knew they could be punished for it, but they did not deserve to die. <laughs> okay, so they knew it was wrong. They knew there could be consequences. They just didn't consider that a homeowner might have a gun. Stop it. Yeah. Even if they didn't, so what? Stay out of people's homes in the middle of the night. So they, uh, I guess, they all had brass knuckles. Oh. So the homeowner could have armed himself with what a uh, brass knuckle set,
5: or maybe a vase. Could would you let the homeowner have a vase to kind of break over their heads or something? Uh, no, they're pushing it? it.
1: They don't have a vase or a vase. So that's I think true. that's that's okay. unfair. Sorry. So, anyway, the grandfather says brass knuckles against an AR 15. Come on. Who was afraid for their life? I would love to see what this grandfather would do if three little punks broke into his house in the middle of the night. Is he going to really make sure everything's fair? You got your family in there, you've got yourself in there, you're trying to protect your things. And your loved ones. Fairness is not an issue in these kinds of deals. Homeowner who pulled the trigger has not been charged with any crime. I would hope not because police say he acted in self-defense. But Schumacher reiterated his his belief that the consequences literally did not fit the crime. There's got to be a limit to that law. I mean, he shot all three of them. There was no need for that. <laughs> I, it has gotten so ridiculous. That we're actually hearing from the relatives of criminals who break into people's homes in the middle of the night and get killed for their stupidity and illegal activity. And then we've got people telling us that's not fair. That's not right. This should have been a proportionate response. (laughs) So you wait until they beat you almost to death with brass knuckles. And then what? Then how do you get them out of your house? Do, do you call for uh, parlay like they do in Pirates of the Caribbean? Hey, parlay, I call parlay. Take me to your uh, burglar leader and, and we'll talk about this.
5: Yeah, well, you'd hope at some point that, that, <laughs> Come that on. the referee would kind of, you know, check on you and maybe raise your arm up, see if you're still in there kicking.
1: But, uh, yeah, yeah. In addition to uh, Redfern, 19-year-old Maxwell Cook and 16-year-old Jake Woodruff were all shot. The getaway driver, 21-year-old Elizabeth Rodriguez, was uninjured but later arrested and charged with three counts of first-degree murder. Wow. One count of first-degree burglary and one count of second-degree burglary. Uh, She admitted to actually planning the burglary. In the end, Schumacher Schumacher says he supports the Second Amendment right to bear arms but doesn't agree with killing home invaders. How does any of this story make sense? Sorry, not sorry. These boys' families are going to suffer with this the rest of their lives. It's true. We have to live with this the rest of our lives. You can't change history, but you can damn sure learn from it, and maybe some kids will learn from this. Yeah, I sure hope so. Don't break into people's homes in the middle of the night if you don't want to get shot. (laughs) Wow. And how does fairness, is it fair that there was three to one? Is it fair that they broke into his home at all? Uh, Is it fair they had hostile intent for him? Don't worry about any of that. Uh, Carl in Mississippi, you're on the blaze.
6: Yeah, this is Carl Fernandez. Welcome. Hey, how you doing? Good. This is Pat Gray. Hey, Pat, how you doing? I'm doing well. Are we live?
1: We are, yes.
6: (laughs) We are indeed. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm involved in a in a case which involves color of law here in the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. It's anti uh, antitrust violations by our government. I got involved serving peanuts in this case, which is Ronald... Uh, you got and, involved uh, serving
1: Meyers. peanuts? Is that what you said? I, I know.
6: No, I'm sorry. I, I got involved serving subpoenas. Oh, okay. Serve, in serving this subpoenas. Case. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. This case is uh, Ona Myers versus Ron Illich. Oh. Anyway... We went to all entities Mm -hmm. all the way to the governor and back and nobody will do anything. And we have documented evidence, which finds them guilty. They go to jail with all the evidence we have. Nobody will look at her to do anything because the Fox watches the hen house. Mm -hmm. I I, I implore you to go to Google plus Mm -hmm. under my name in communities under my community is called corruption of public officials, no accountability. Read that, look at the videos, mm-hmm. call me back, and we'll get back on the air.
1: Mm. Okay, we got some homework, Keith. Well, I, I didn't Carl's, Carl's yeah. giving us some homework Put assignments. All right, appreciate it, Carl. Mm. I, I, I'm not positive we can fulfill the whole assignment while we're on the air. Why? Um, well, no, because we, we might be doing some... Whatever. other stuff Whatever. in the I've, meantime but I
5: have seen you But as soon tweet. as I
1: possibly can No, I'm, I've
5: seen you tweet, talk uh-huh. to a caller, do yeah, all, all at sorts the same of stuff time. at the same time. Why yeah. why haven't you gotten back to us on that research?
1: Well, give me a sec. Maybe just Jeff, Jeffy's probably doing it right Maybe now. Maybe I can't get it all done. Just <laughs> give me a sec. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what do you got now? Uh, mm-hmm. I will say this mm-hmm. uh, about Mississippi. Okay? From where he was calling. Sure. There's a Democrat supposedly <clears throat> leading in the polls. For the state's U.S. Senate seat. And that gives you an idea of the sorry state we're in right now. Mississippi, which is as red state almost as you can get. um, Senate candidate Mike Espy's campaign released an internal poll. Okay, so maybe it's not as legit as they're leading us to believe. Mm. But it does show him in the lead in Mississippi's upcoming Senate election.
5: Hmm. And this is for the seat that is being vacated by um, Thad Cochran. Yes. Okay. So, in other words, a seat that would be held
1: uh, and a seat that has been held for how long was Thad Co- like eighteen oh six? I think is six, when he
5: seven somewhere in there yeah. where
1: he, when he first ran for office. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, but so, but
5: remember they could have had uh, what's his name, uh, Chris uh, or Chris McDaniel. Remember that? Yes. I mean, should have been his. Yes. If if the GOP in Mississippi wasn't so Mm short-sighted, never mind, it wasn't even short-sighted. It's just they wanted a dependable rhino in there that they could just literally wheel into the Senate for the dependable rhino GOP vote. If they had just ignored that and gone with Chris McDaniel, you wouldn't have to defend a seat against a Democrat
1: challenge? uh, Again, this is the problem in the Republican Party. They're not. They're not holding any kind of principles and values that you get uh, that you're committed to because they're not committed to anything. So how are you going to commit to them? This is why this is happening all over the country. And this is why the House right now is up in the air in this election in November. A lot of people believe that Republicans are going to lose the House. They pro- they can't lose the Senate this year because there's not enough seats up for grabs.
5: Yeah, not a lot of vulnerable
1: seats yeah. uh, for Democrats. But yeah. in the House, it could, and many people think will happen. But again, does it matter? I mean, what have the Republicans done so far? <laughs> Almost nothing. It gave us a t- a tiny little uh, tax cut. Uh-huh. Then they came up with that wonderful spending bill. Yeah, that's good. That omnibus plan, that which is everybody happy. That only adds another trillion dollars to the debt in five months. Don't worry about that. That's fine. Republicans always believed in uh, fiscal irresponsibility. Didn't they? No, wait. (laughs) So it's kind of hard to get all worked up over a Democrat leading in a Republican state. But it would be nice if people could wake up to the awful state that this country's in. And rather than try to be more like Democrats every single time this stuff comes up, Understand the fact that that's how you're losing in the first place. When was the last time an actual hardcore conservative ran in these races? When they run, they win. it's, It's agonizing. Well, a hardcore conservative can't win. Right, because you keep saying that and you keep believing that. And so you vote for the moderate every time. And the moderate, almost in every case, turns into what is essentially a Democrat when they get to Washington. Because, you know, the leadership there gets a hold of them, and they all they have to do is push them a little bit further to, to the left, and you've successfully co-opted another Republican. Whereas if you elect, say, a Ben Sass or a Ted Cruz, you've got a clear delineation there. You've got something that you can really stand on and say, there's a huge difference between this guy and the stinking Democrat.
5: Yeah. And hold on. Let's, let's stop on Ben Sass for a second there. Because I remember Freedom Works during the GOP primary of that Senate race in Nebraska. They were behind the other guy. Remember the Navy pilot guy who um, landed that plane in China back in mm-hmm. 2001? Okay. So we thought he was the conservative that was running. He was the great constitutionalist and nothing against him. Um, but, uh, we, we did our homework as did freedom works. And we said, you know what? I think the Ben Sass guy is actually the more conservative here. So what did Mm -hmm. we do? We, we admitted, you know what? We might be backing the wrong horse here. We got behind Ben Sass. And uh, wow, he turned out to be an incredible senator thus far and, and a great voice of reason and one of the few vocal defenders of the Constitution in the U.S. Senate. So you know what? Things kind of turn out okay. Things will work out if you stick by principles and instead of just chasing this power trip, which is going to cost them possibly a seat mm. in Mississippi? Yeah. Nice job, GOP. Hope you're
1: proud of yourself. Yeah. It's so frustrating. I mean, we see it happen over and over and over again. 888 900 More pack ray Unleashed is inevitable. inevitable. In the meantime, uh, diet and exercise are a great way, obviously, to lose weight. Nobody wants to hear that, but it, that's actually the best route to losing weight and being healthier. Now, there's something that can help you in that path, though. Uh, Riduzone. It's a safe, natural which I love, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. You just take this, and uh, it helps you reduce, it helps you be less hungry during the course of the day, so you're not thinking about food all the time. It also boosts your metabolism and helps you burn fat. So with the proper nutrition and exercise, this can be a great way for you to finally be successful in your weight loss program. And then once you've taken off the weight, the really hard part is keeping it off, and juzone helps with that. Just like it is done for uh, Sarah Gonzalez, who hosts the news and why why it matters every day at 530 Eastern. She lost 100 pounds, but still, you know, like we all do, struggles with cravings. So she takes RidUzone, and that helps her keep all that at bay. Go to RidUzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and they'll give you 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. RidUZone.com
0: Pat Gray Only On the Blaze Radio Network is here on The Blaze Radio Network. 888
1: 900 and at Pat Unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. From Great Scott. I don't think I'll get any tattoos, but if I did, it would say Baltimore is a Democratic hellhole. Oh, that's a lot of ink. <laughs> yeah. Where are you
5: putting that, man? <laughs> uh,
1: also, hey, this is Rocky from Banyan Hill. <laughs> it's a reference to... Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We know. Uh, standing <laughs> ovation for this gentleman in Greensboro. Boy, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mark Robinson uh, stood up and, I mean, just boldly laid out the case for the Second Amendment. Mike's Housewash says, I live in the Greensboro area. The lefties are trying to shut down an upcoming gun show. But the city ain't budging. Mm. The guy who addressed the city council is in the majority and my new hero. From Opera Thang, the I'm well lit... <laughs> From David Hogg, don't see any shadow shadowy figures here. Comment puts me in mind of, do you mean did I wipe the hard drive with a cloth? Yeah, who said? That? Remember that wasn't that yeah. Hillary Clinton? Didn't she say that? She asked that stupid question. Ugh, insulting. Alexis, the dude, Pat, don't break into people's homes in the middle of the night if you don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. Jeffy
7: is sometime
1: around noon okay (laughs) by the way it was Hillary I totally (laughs) forgot that I did too oh my gosh I did too ugh Uh, I love this thing that's going around in the mainstream media uh just another racist comment from President Trump. I mean, what else can you make of sure. cheating Obama? Oh, that's a, only well, one thing. First I thing. mean, if that doesn't spell racism, the only thing that comes to mind is how racially <laughs> insensitive was that? Honestly, it's so strange. I don't, I don't know what's racist about cheating Obama. What are you suggesting there? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what he's talking about. Much less racism. Give me a break.
5: I mean, it's just a. It's not as catchy as you know. Uh,
1: little marco or
5: low energy bush that's yeah. for
1: sure he hasn't explained why he's cheating on obama but i mean what could possibly be racial about it anyway the day before yesterday they were debating it i believe this is on cnn the, the president uh, brought yeah. up former Anderson president Cooper. obama your former boss he blamed him for quote basically creating oh, Jake Tapper, no right. border that followed
6: a tweet this morning in which he called with zero context, I didn't even understand what he was talking about. Uh, higher than che- he's talking about his poll numbers in Rasmussen, uh, mm-hmm. higher than cheating Obama at the same time in his administration. I, I don't know exactly what he's referring to with the cheating. Um It's an interesting thing to bring up during the Stormy Daniels saga. Certainly, uh, what's
4: your response? Well, given Trump's history, uh, you can also guess that he might have there might be racial undertones there. He was the wait.
1: Why would I guess there's racial undertones there?
4: Come on.
1: To me, you know what. Uh, to me, that is racist. Her bringing that up mm. mm-hmm. is racist. Yeah. Because what are you thinking? Are you thinking that only black people cheat? Yeah. Is that your point?
5: Is this is this Jensaki or whatever it is? Yes, is this? Okay.
1: Jen Psaki, who's the the former spokesperson for the State right. Department during Obama's right. trans uh, his administration.
5: So no matter what she says now, the rest of this clip. Is completely discounted because yeah. I have stopped listening to her just based on that stupid comment that well, based on his past, this is obviously racial undertones.
1: I, I don't, I don't even know why that would even occur to you. Founder of the Birther movement. Perhaps I'm going. By the way, the founder of the Birther movement, uh, the Birther movement isn't about racism either. What the hell does that to do? What? What does? Being born in a different country have to do with race. And who's
5: the founder of the birther movement? It's not Donald Trump.
1: That's Hillary Clinton. Thank you.
5: Into a very evil place with that,
4: but I think history Uh tells us that's a possibility. No,
1: no, history doesn't tell us that's a possibility. So they continued this madness. You might think, okay, well, that's CNN, obviously. And then MSNBC picks up on it, too, on the Chris Matthews Let me ask you
6: about this old, this... uh... (laughs) Refresher course in Obama hatred. What is that about? Is that just playing the race card? I mean, when he goes after Obama, has no. is that playing the race card
1: again? What? What are you talking about? Hmm. What about cheating says anything about race? We need to start demanding explanations from these race baiting idiots who are always saying this kind of stuff. What are you talking about? What in your mind is cheating associated with black people? Is that what it is? Nothing to do with the current conversation at all. Wow, It's madness is what it is. And they go on to say, yeah, they do believe it's racist. (laughs) I mean, do you remember it was Chris Matthews, speaking of racism, Hmm. who uh, (laughs) at one point Mm -hmm. in his career... Did he forget something at some point? Forgot something at some point. Uh, okay. You know, I forgot he was black tonight for an hour. You forgot he was black tonight for an hour. I, what does that That <laughs> means the rest of the other 23 hours yeah. during the course of the day, the only thought in your head is, this guy's black. Yeah. <laughs> what am I... Why am I listening to him? He's black. But But during that hour, he was so good, you forgot he was black. If that's not racist, I don't... uh, Nothing is. Nothing is.
5: Wait, wait, but Trump said cheating Obama.
1: Yeah, that isn't. (laughs) That isn't. Honestly, in order to make a racist statement out of that, you have to yourself be racist. You have problems,
5: man. Hmm.
1: It would be nice if others would point this out along the way too cuz it's it just so prevalent that it actually waters down any real racism because you're just so tired of people bringing it up all the time you're not listening to them anymore. You just don't want to hear it. Because when when you make everything a racist comment, well Chicago, that's mm. that's a dog whistle for racism. Oh. Chico- the city chicago
5: uh, so was the word apartment according apartment. to Chris
1: Matthews. well that's when and again <sighs> the only thing you can be led to believe that makes that racist is your belief is that blacks only live in apartments I <laughs> so just i can't it's not right i i, I mean <laughs>
5: trying to apply you, logic when cracking the code of liberal speak is is impossible i i just i can't i uh.
1: Everything is a dog whistle to them. And by the way, I I just like to remind these morons, only dogs can hear the whistle, so Hmm. uh, nobody's hearing these if they're dog whistles. Nobody. Fair point. Because humans can't hear dog whistles. Uh, So... Way to to noodle that one out. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to make some sense of this stuff for you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a good
5: explanation as anything.
2: (sighs)
1: Uh, Man. Uh, When cheating, Chicago and apartments all mean you're racist, uh, somebody's got a serious issue with race. And because Chris Matthews has been trafficking in this race baiting for so long, you got to wonder about his own sensibilities. 888 900
0: Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: If you can believe it. And I know you can. Hillary just gave another excuse for her loss. Oh, no. What was it? Wendy somewhere? <laughs> I love this. Uh, check this out. She's speaking at uh, a panel in New York City, some sort of event. And she's asked a question about Comey. And here's what she says Uh-oh. The analyses
4: that have been done, um, a lot of independent uh, folks
8: like Nate Silver, I basically said what I believe to be the case that but for yeah. the letter he wrote on October 28th, I would have won. And why do I say that? Well, because have polling data. Well, because. There's a very good book out by a guy named Lanny Davis, who mm. you may have seen on TV. He's a longtime yeah. friend of mine. Oh, a friend of yours, book. I see. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a book, and, he and so. Got, he got we can a lot of the polling data, and I have a lot of it in my book.
1: Uh-huh. I bet I was you do.
8: When Nate Silver and others went back and looked at all of the polling data, the single event that changed people's votes. And you have mm-hmm. anecdotal evidence the of that. The single and event you have survey evidence
1: changed people's votes.
8: And not just from political pollsters. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. There's a company that does consumer uh, feelings and sentiments. Some of you may have worked mm-hmm. in an industry that uses that. I see. And they had never seen a bigger drop than they saw oh, in sentiment wow. toward me.
1: So is is G- Jim Comey. McComey, yeah.
8: Letter on October
0: 28th
1: happens. Gotcha, thank you. That's Ooh. very, very insightful. Remember that when she was talking to Matt Lauer.
9: Fans of yours, I think, are looking at this book and they're saying this is a frank assessment and this is a much needed it's discussion a of the assessment. 2016 election. Foes of yours are probably saying, oh, here she goes. She's pointing <laughs> fingers. She's whining. right There is a lot of criticism. And in this book, an effort of full disclosure, mm-hmm. you criticize me pretty soundly in a few pages of this book. Oh, it was book. Matt Lauer's book When it comes too. Hmm. to the self-inflicted okay. wounds, mm-hmm. when you look at the list of them, and you go through them in the sure. book, mm-hmm. did you make enough mistakes yourself to lose the election without any of the other things you talk about?
1: Gosh, I wonder what a response to that will be. Or was? Does anybody remember? I mean, I'm sure she's going to accept all kinds of personal responsibility. It was well, I mean, her in, campaign after that's all. That's in her nature. It's in her nature to just <laughs> look. Uh, the buck stops Well, with you.
4: Well, I will say no, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say no. Surprise you. But, you know,
8: also, this book has a lot of behind-the-scenes look at what it's oh, like man. to run for president, particularly, mm-hmm. again, as a woman.
10: So it's <laughs> oh, I see. There oh, we go.
8: The sad side or the disappointment that Mm -hmm. obviously came because we lost and especially somewhat bitterly because we won the Mm -hmm. popular vote so uh, significantly. (laughs) This
1: is amazing, man. She is something else. I mean, it's like Al Gore again. So, I mean, it's Comey, then on foreign soil, she said it was the racism of the American people that they don't want blacks to do well. They don't. Uh, want the uh, They don't want Indian Americans to do well. They have animosity toward uh, immigrants, anybody different than them. So it's their fault. It's sexism. It's tampering by Russians. It's the wind. The sun was in her eyes. I mean, she has used every excuse in the book except the actual one that caused her to lose the race. And that's that she's not liked. mm We don't like you, Hillary. Go away. Even your own party wants you to now, please, for the love of heaven, go away. This, I mean, it's almost to to a point of a psychosis with her, I think, now. Oh, totally. It's like, Hillary, for the love of all that is good and right, let it go. You didn't win. Let it go. Move on. Move on. Yep. I mean, it's embarrassing. How How is it? Well, they got no shame. That's why. That's why there is no embarrassment on their part. Uh, for people like this, who just keep making ex- excuses over and over and over and over again. Absolutely no shame. Mm. 888-900-3393. Also, the weapon of war, the uh, AR-15. I even hate to say the name. Just the name, I think, is almost murderous. Yep. AR-15. You know what that means? assault rifle 15 mm. except for no that's not what it means but we've even heard that um and we've got this uh grandfather who's speaking out because a homeowner killed three teenagers who broke into his house in the middle of the night
5: yeah and and, I'm and trying that to wasn't find... fair
1: it just wasn't fair yeah
5: that story's uh, uh been out there a while i'm trying to find the update on that actually um so that, that, that wasn't as recently as we thought. Uh, so I think, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is from,
1: well, the bla- it's the blaze didn't even exist when this came out.
5: Well, no, that's not true.
1: 02? No. No, it's oh, 2017. Yeah, yeah, last okay, year. Okay, so 2017. I think, I think there's an
5: update, and I'm trying to find that, actually.
1: So, so it happened, it looks like uh, April mm-hmm. uh, 2nd. Of last year. Yeah,
5: yeah. So it's a reason it's coming back in the news here lately. Probably just because of
1: the AR-15 stuff, right? Yeah,
5: something's going on. But anyhow, trying to get that for you. Mm.
1: Still, but this, you know, as this grandfather mentioned, it's not fair.
5: No, it's not fair.
1: (laughs) For people to have an AR-15 when somebody breaks into their house, that's not fair.
5: as, As Pat Gray likes to say, here's a safety tip for you. If you're going to
1: break into a house, anytime, but especially in the middle yeah. of the night,
5: maybe make sure that uh, the homeowner isn't armed.
1: All right. Yeah. See, good safety tip. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this? Don't break into the home at all. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm just. I know that's crazy, and I'm asking a lot of you. But it would just be my recommendation that if for sure you don't want to get killed breaking in somewhere, uh-huh. don't break in okay. somewhere. So,
5: I mean, one thing that the right really likes to do and, and, and supporters of the Second Amendment and, and gun rights, mm-hmm. they like to say, hey, here's a story of a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy. And um, thing there's is, no such
1: thing as a good guy. Exactly.
5: We've changed definitions now. So apparently mm-hmm. it's not uh, completely black and white was that racial, of what is good and what is bad anymore. And so if you break into a home, there's a chance you're still a good guy, I guess.
1: Well, there's not just a chance. If you're a young person, you are the good guy. Yes. And this horrible person who thought he had to defend himself when all they had were brass knuckles. That's all they had. He didn't even wait to see if they beat him to death. He didn't even wait. He yeah. just shot him and killed him yeah, with an AR-15. Yeah, next time, wait until you die. Next time, wait. I mean, they haven't even punched you in the yeah, face yeah, yet. Yeah, die, then fight back. Or who knows? He might have survived the beating. I don't know. I don't know, but he didn't even try. hmm See? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, you got to give him a fair shot. All right, take your best shots, all three of you. Uh, Oh, you got brass knuckles. Let me go get my brass knuckles. And then then we'll have a fair fight. Of course, nobody would be saying, hey, that wasn't a fair fight by these kids if they had beaten him to death. This grandfather wouldn't be saying, yeah, well, that wasn't fair to the homeowner that they beat him to death. You know he wouldn't. Frank in Washington, you're on the blaze.
11: Morning, gents. Hey. Mm. Hey, I heard the uh, fellow that you played the recording earlier, and uh, uh, the the um, sounded like a black gentleman by his dialect and so forth, uh, speaking to a, a city council or something someplace mm-hmm. uh, in defense of Second Amendment rights. Yeah, um, he said something there towards the end that just, uh, my eyes rolled so back and so far back in my head. The AR-15 is not a weapon of war. It's a right. it's a 22 caliber semi-automatic. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But when people talk ignorantly about firearms, it that just that's worse than that's worse than anti gunners speaking ignorantly because mm-hmm. our side oh. should have no excuse. That's okay? what he
5: that's what the he AR- was saying. 15, that's what he was saying. But go then, ahead.
1: N-
11: Are you no, saying an AR fifteen is a weapon of war? Absolutely. Oh, okay, gotcha. If it okay. wasn't mm-hmm. if it wasn't, it wouldn't be protected by the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment protects our right to own weapons of war. If you take a look at US versus Miller in nineteen thirty nine, that was the uh, the rationale behind saying, oh, "Well, nobody—the ownership of a short-barrel shotgun is not protected because nobody has shown us that this is uh, has any military purpose or military well, use."
1: What he was saying, though, that it's not a super high caliber; it's not as scary as. I'm
11: sorry, I'm sorry. Our troops have been carrying that rifle in the field for fifty years. I understand the caliber. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But our troops have been carrying that exact rifle, except for one little difference, that little full auto or three round burst switch on the side. That's the only difference. I carried one of those when I was a security cop in the Air Force. The same gun, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, we need what we what our side tries to do is we try to say, oh, it's a sporting rifle, you know, sporting use. All that is, is militia practice. Okay, hunting, target shooting. That's militia practice. You you talk to the guys, the Korean shopkeepers during the um, uh, during the riots in L.A. That's a weapon of war, okay? And we need to quit shying away from that from that terminology. That Second Amendment is the, the purpose of that amendment is mm. God forbid that we and, and trust me, the day I learned this many decades ago, <laughs> I got a pit in my stomach like you wouldn't believe. You mean I might have to actually shoot? um uh, americans who've been ordered to come again to turn against the citizenry are you you're kidding me i couldn't believe it but you know we don't own that and it drives me nuts when we when we refuse to own that when we kick it aside you know
1: i'm not seeing uh ar-15 listed among what the military uses
11: um Come on, don't play dumb with me, man. You're doing it now.
1: I'm looking at the site right now. I'm not playing dumb with you.
11: I'm I'm trying to understand
1: your argument because it's a bizarre one. Here's a guy fighting for the Second Amendment, and you're attacking him for it. My argument Just because of a technicality. There's an M16, there's M4s, HK416s, 500 mils. No, I'm being as technical as you're being. These are not AR-15s.
11: No, sir. No, sir. It shoots the same round. It's the same platform. The only difference is the civilian version. But there is a difference. There
1: is a difference. And if you're going to get him on a technicality, I'm going to get you on one, too, because I don't (laughs) understand why you're going after him. Why? I don't understand that. No, no. Uh, The guy is saying that it's it's not just a weapon of war. It's it's actually not even all that desirable to shoot, they do modify it somewhat in the military. So why wait, wait, would you wait, wait, take wait, issue wait, wait, with that? Wait.
11: No, I take issue with because of his because of his uh, characterization. It's a tw- it's a twenty-two semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. A twenty-two semi-automatic is a Ruger ten-twenty-two. That's a it's a twenty-two caliber. Technically, granted, it's a center-fire rifle that sends out around it like what. 2,500, 3,000 feet per second or something. It, it is, mm-hmm. that that is, it's, a, it's a cartridge that's, you know, used mm-hmm. in war. But then again, so is a Colt 1911. That's a weapon of war. A Remington uh, bolt-action uh, uh, 308, that's a weapon of war. Okay, my point is, is that any firearm is a weapon of war, and we Second Amendment advocates, too many of us, we like to go like you know, it's it's kind of like the old days when the NRA was primarily the duck and deer hunter club. You know, anybody who talked about owning a firearm uh, to to stand up against government tyranny, he was kind of looked mm-hmm. at askance by people, by by the you know by the we call them FUDs. I'm sure you've heard the term FUDs, F U D D. You know, they're the, they're the guys who own guns because they're respectable. They're hunters. You know, it's the same argument that the people use against us. You know, uh, Diane Feinstein, what do you need an AR-15 for? You can't hunt with a, a machine gun or, you know. Mm-hmm. No, Dianne, I own that rifle in case you send goons to to uh, to use to bring violence against my family. Yeah, well, that is and true. so it is mm-hmm. a weapon of war. Hey, Frank. And, and so we need to get that straight, is all mm. I'm saying. Okay, Okay, Frank, right. quick
5: question for you. Um, you did yeah, hear yeah. all of Mark Robinson in Greensboro, North Carolina, right? At the city council meeting, you did hear all that?
11: I, I think I heard most of it, yeah. Okay. I, did, I didn't hear the name or the... Go ahead.
5: Anything, yeah. anything that he said um, that you agreed with?
11: Oh, most, uh, the most of it. Okay. I think probably the... Yeah, most all of right. it. The one thing was, Just you know, if you tell me to turn him in, I'll turn him in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's not getting the point of the Second Amendment there either.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, right? he later on, right? he was giving them a, a hypothetical with, it, because at the end he said he's not going to do that. Appreciate the call though, Frank. Thanks mm-hmm. for the uh, clarification. <sighs> 888 thirty three ninety three.
8: 93 Joined now by Brad Staggs. <laughs> so much Wow. Time. Came in the middle of a heated uh, mm. heated discussion.
5: And unnecessarily so.
8: Well, you know, that sometimes happens. Anything uh, less controversial uh, out there, you know what? How you I like, Do You know what? The, the average ear, the average uh, human ear produces enough earwax in a year to fill up a, an Olympic-sized swimming pool?
5: What? What for no, one it doesn't. person? <laughs>
8: No, that is an absolute lie. I just thought you were paying attention. Would to- <laughs> you believe running out of Would You believe it? The man's running out of earwax. facts. the
10: day is here.
8: <laughs> no, it actually produces the perfect amount of earwax. Hmm. We just keep doing weird things. So, do you, to you
1: recommend it. cleaning it out with an AR-15?
8: Uh, you know, you could do that. Except, I do believe mm-hmm. that the uh, the <laughs> muzzle end of an AR-15 is probably a little too large to fit in your ear.
1: Oh. Uh, okay, so you'd have to modify the... You'd have to modify it. Now, the, the end of
8: it. Yeah. If you <laughs> okay. Now, if you have a, the bayonet attachment to the AR-15, you Ooh. could, in fact...
1: Oh, you might be able to get that in there. Yes. Yeah. Now, we cannot recommend that. <laughs> we, we can't no. even
8: begin to endorse it. Uh, because if you can do the three simple steps of the wax Rx system, that would be squeeze, squirt, and rinse. Those are the three steps. You just squeeze the drops into your ear use the uh, specially designed uh, squirt gun to and it's not really a squirt gun although it is a lot of fun if you know the member the super soakers Mm
10: mm-hmm oh this
8: this takes on a super soaker I mean let me just say this this is this puts you in the same realm as a super soaker which technically I guess could be a weapon of war you know if you're taking on gremlins Uh, and then once you actually (laughs) squirt that that water in your ear and then you rinse it out if you can do those three simple steps squeeze squirt and rinse you can you can use the wax rx system And you can hear all of the arguments about what is a weapon of war and what isn't a weapon of war. Uh, And if you want to save some money at the same time, use promo code radio. Just go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio and get those ears clean, would you?
0: Pat Gray Gray, Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Turns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 900 3393. Packer Uh, What were you just reading me on the AR-15? Oh, some folks are tweeting here.
5: Um, Tom Sheehan said, uh, that guy isn't 100% correct. Uh, It was built for a civilian market. Then the JFK administration went out to purchase them and convert them for military use.
1: And convert them. Hmm.
5: After the fact. Hmm. Uh, AR-15 can be rechained with different sizes of ammo. Uh, Other folks are saying, you know, I hate when people nitpick. Um, Doesn't help things at all. Due to the council meeting was spot on. It's like, if we are going to get bogged down.
1: Yeah, we, yeah.
5: Arguing these, these mm-hmm. details over something. Can we, we get to that later? Mm-hmm. We, we, we can flex our gun knowledge muscles later. Right now, can we just, I don't know, secure the the right to own them?
1: Yeah, save our uh, venom for those trying to take away our rights. Rather than those uh, trying to help us keep them. Like the, like the guy in Greensboro. Because I I think he was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety-three. There there's a lot of people who are really, you know, big gun enthusiasts and gun experts. And uh anytime you say the least little thing wrong, uh they're all over it. <laughs> so but if <sighs> you know if you want to play that game, that's it's fine. But I really think we should probably keep our powder dry for the other side. So- oh, oh my wait, was that oh, wow. rhetoric? Oh my goodness! What dangerous, dangerous, gun, violent gun, speech there! Gun imagery there. Oh my!
5: Well, but, but Pat, rarely do you use powder anymore in a gun, so your <laughs> analogy is not quite spot on.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would say that probably is fairly rare, mm-hmm. where you add the. You know, so, yeah, we won't. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go because I'll get something wrong, and then we'll hear from him yeah, again. Really. 888 900 Experts warning uh, New York City could come down like a house of cards <clears throat> if a 5.0 earthquake struck along the 125th Street fault line, and supposedly they're overdue for one. Mm. Oh. Now, we hear this all the time. Everybody's <clears throat> overdue for the big one. California's That's overdue. True. Utah's overview overdue. New York City is obviously overdue. New York City could be hit. With a 39 billion dollar in damage earthquake, mm. with 30 tons of debris clogging the streets, if it hit,
5: <laughs> ah, look at that. We got the map at the Blaze TV uh, showing all the fault lines in America and all the hot oh, spots. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's that little yellow spot right there around NYC. Oh boy!
1: In was it 2012? They did have an earthquake. Remember that? We did were in. They really? Yeah, we were in. Uh, we were in Israel it happened what there was an earthquake and then there was a hurricane that came up the coast okay i don't remember the earthquake and so we had to come home early to make sure we were with our kids when the with the hurricane hit because uh it was a weird time but i mean it was a small one
5: well yeah 2011 august 23rd
1: huh okay wow um Because the city is so dense and littered with thousands of tall buildings, even a 5.0 magnitude earthquake nearby would cause such damage. It's not thought of as a tremor hotspot, but the five boroughs are riddled with fault lines that could bring dozens of buildings down. Just another wonderful thing to worry about today. I was (laughs) going (laughs) to say. Because you deserve it. Isn't that wonderful? Uh. Yeah, just another little thing to stick in the back of your mind and worry about. Uh, New York City statistically gets a quake like that every hundred years, and the last one was 1884.
5: So, so wait, is overdue? That, yeah, okay.
1: Statistically, they get a 6.0 about every 670 years, a 7 about every 3,400 years. Both of which would do massive. Yeah, seven in New York City. Oh boy. Yeah, those, those I wouldn't are, want to be there for that.
5: Those buildings are old in many cases. Those A lot of Those buildings them are. are not like the ones mm-hmm. in San Francisco with the, uh, you know, the earthquake. Where they're expecting earthquakes. Underneath, whatever it's called.
1: Right. Speaking of San Francisco, did you see this kind of an aside? The median house price. Oh, no. You know what it is? I don't. And the I'm median afraid. price. So half are higher than this, half are lower than this. Okay, here we so go. So it's not the average, but it is the median. Mm-hmm. $1.6 million.
5: Ugh, to live one in that million
1: whole six hundred thousand dollars is the median <sighs> uh Texas looks more and more attractive every second with every sentence you speak yeah median because wow
5: I'm gonna look at the median home price in and that probably
1: gets you what 1500 square feet maybe two thousand square feet hey do you want to know the me
5: do you want to know the median home price in Dallas yeah one hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars.
1: Doesn't surprise me. And there's more freedom here,
5: and wow. less taxes.
1: It's like one tenth, one tenth of what it is in San Francisco. Wow. I mean, that's just ludicrous. That the median price. How does a how do how do new home buyers get into that market? Seriously, you can't. Hmm. You think there's maybe a housing bubble in San Francisco? I I don't know. Maybe is it possible. Father of the Year Award goes to this German man oh. after he uh, accidentally left his two children at a uh, service station, you know, like a <laughs> Stucky's, <laughs> maybe just an Exxon Mobil that has some food and uh, some candy in it. And sure. Now, it didn't take him long, though, to realize uh, that, it, oh, wait, like my girls aren't here in yes. the car with me. What, he you know, out- you think what? A two block. minutes. A block.
5: Two blocks. Turns around. Uh, two blocks. Sure. He's like, well, it's quiet back there ladies. Five
1: minutes you realize, oh my Maybe gosh. Maybe five. It was a hundred miles later. I'm sorry? A hundred miles and ninety minutes later. When police called him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even realize it. <laughs> On Easter, family's taking a trip this is good. from Germany to Italy uh-huh. when he uh, went to pay for gas at a filling station. When he returned to his Volkswagen minibus, he was unaware that his two daughters, aged ten and fourteen, had gone to the bathroom. He drove off, headed for the Alps. <laughs> Children came back, and uh, an hour and a half later, police call him and say, um, "Your kids are back here at the gas station." I mean, within an hour and a half, you wouldn't say to one of them, "Hey, are you listening to me?" <laughs> right?
5: Yeah, no kidding. That's right. Something. Hey. No, when I'm talking to you, I <laughs> demand a response. So do you understand yes or no?
1: Yes or no, ladies. And then silence. And then you just keep driving. I I don't know. That's amazing.
5: That is something else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, fortunately, huh. you know, no, nothing ca- catastrophic happened. The police were with them and, and everything turned out fine. But you got to wonder, an hour and a half, one hundred miles, and you don't even know you left your kids? I, They're not with you? And I always thought the movie Home wow. Alone was ridiculous. It's I like know. Oh, really
5: you didn't notice your kid wasn't with you? Apparently. I mean, at can least happen. that was a crowded airport, blah blah blah, airplane mm-hmm. and then and they had a bunch of different sure, other kids. Tons of kids
1: with them. Yeah. Okay, you're you're in a vehicle. Um figure it out, please. We'll be chewing the fat with Jeffy next.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. (music) Pat Gray is here.
1: And so is Jeffy to chew the fat with us.
7: Or bugs. Hello. Did you get the taste well, of larva out of you know, I could joke around and say that there was aftertaste and you know bug burping going on, you know, that little that come back up on you a little <laughs> bit grab you again. But that wasn't bad. Yeah.
1: It really wasn't bad. For anybody bad. who missed it, we uh, on Glenn's mm-hmm. show. Yeah. You tested some Larvae, worm larvae, crunchy. and uh, some crunchy. crickets, just
7: crickets, different flavored crickets, yeah. yeah, that are made into sort of candy. Yeah, I mean that's really um, what it was. It was just crunchy yeah. little, just crunchy. Just I tweeted
1: crunchies. out the video uh, at just the Blaze
5: Keith. If you'd like to go back and
7: just relive crunchies. that, all right. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean it's crickets, right? You know, what are you going to do?
1: Well, I'm not going to eat them. Eat that's it. what I'm <laughs> not going I'm gonna to
7: do. Yeah, but I mean, let's say, no, let's say. Mm. You're on that silly show that you do every day now. What's it called? Oh, yeah, The News and Why It Matters.
1: Yeah. Let's okay. say you're,
7: you're doing that show. Yeah. Uh, which you do
1: every yes, day. Yes, I, I do that.
7: And uh, they say, uh, hey, Pat, uh-huh. have some crickets.
1: I'm going to say, no, thank you. You'll say, oh, well, you know, whatever. Okay. No, nah, I, I won't say that. I'll just say, no, thank you. Okay, so, but, I mean, they will so, be there. The crickets will
7: be right in front of you. And just,
1: right. Just and I'll reach wait until you come in. And Hold on, Jeffy. Ah, Jeffy. <laughs> Jeffy.
5: Jeffy, let's be honest. When when the cameras were off and they went to the commercial break, you finished off the bugs, didn't you?
7: No, I didn't, but I would have if I'd, mm. if I'd, if I'd have thought of it. They're he was your, eating them.
5: They're in your office right
1: now, aren't they? Pretty regular. Yeah, uh, I
7: mean, they, were, they were bad. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. what do uh, you got? They were just little crunchies. Uh, so... <laughs> We had <laughs> uh, ratings for Roseanne, again, week uh, week two, third episode, uh, 15.2 million. Wow. Uh, so it's uh, still strong, and that that hasn't been the – we haven't got the uh, three-day DVR numbers yet. Mm-hmm. So still strong. That is <laughs> down, though. That's power. That's yeah, it down. Is. It is.
1: The initial uh, number was 18 the first time, yeah. right? Now then it's it down to, to 15. Well, then it went
7: up to 25, right? The, yeah. With, with, the... with the three-day with the DVR watching. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the numbers right off the bat. Uh, this past Tuesday, right Tuesday night, it's on. Yeah, yeah, it's on Tuesday. Uh, the uh, was fifteen point two million, still down, mm-hmm. still down. You know, I really. But
1: that's still really that's a high number. That's I still know. really good, and
7: it's still uh, you know, it's. It, I was getting the numbers for uh, you know, The Walking Dead's always been really strong. They yeah, had, like the lowest numbers. They're oh. still the strongest TV show on the on cable, on cable. Mm-hmm. but. Uh, what are the numbers now for Walking Dead? Six point three uh, million. Whoa! weren't
1: they at eighteen million one time? Uh, at one, one time, one
7: of the premieres were they were up wow. between eleven and eighteen. Oh man! But this last week, this last week was six point three. That puts them. They're still top. of oh, That's four. The only thing better than them is sports. Yeah. Uh, NCAA Final Four. Okay. Um, and then number ten was Talking Dead, the show that comes on afterward. So that makes uh, Talking Walking Dead, my podcast, like 11th. (laughs) (laughs) We won't
1: argue the logic there. Uh, Clearly, it's true. Don't don't think about that too much.
7: (laughs) Let that one go. Uh, And Tiger Woods back up this weekend uh, at the Masters. Yeah, he's already Um, like four strokes behind. uh, I got to tell you, though. I mean, uh, they they, they, they want him part of golf again. Oh, well,
1: yeah. I mean, he increases viewership and interest by about a, a factor uh, of five
7: uh, at least ten. at least right yeah i'd say even yeah 10 mm-hmm. might even be shy yeah. uh, of what he does of what brings in the crowd i mean he did that birdie on three today and it's been one thousand eight, 1089 days since tiger woods birdied in augusta i mean they got the numbers man they are dying for tiger to do oh, good man jeez and i mean i gotta tell you if he wins right i mean how huge is that Pretty huge. Probably not.
5: Yeah, he's been to, sitting uh, on needing one more major for a very long time to.
1: to catch no, he him. needs huh? four. He needs four now. Uh, oh. Nicholas had eighteen. I think he has yeah. fourteen. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he catches that. No, now. it doesn't not look now. like he's going to. Yeah. he's the in w- his forties now. The wife ruined that for him. <laughs> the, wife. the wife. No, it's her fault. He ruined that for
7: himself. Sad w- wife ruined <laughs> that. For him. Yes. Sometimes she just can't count on the wife.
1: Well, she know, ruined one of his that. best clubs when she bashed out his uh, his back, back window. window. <laughs> yeah, the <Tahoe. laughs> I don't think I was Tahoe. a Tahoe. I mean, she knew. Oh, he's having sex with like twenty oh, women. Oh, she already. So knew. I mean, she's that picky a wife. Yeah, you're it. rounding up, Pat. Am I? I don't
7: know. No. She uh, she already knew though. She already knew it was all going on. Yeah. How many houses Tiger got to buy you? Just be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so we got a big fight on uh, with between uh, LeBron James mm. and Nick Saban head coach of oh, Alabama. I, I, what? okay so Saban who do you root for did this uh, little barbershop web series with uh, with in Alabama for the SEC for SEC country mm-hmm. okay. and he the a whole little the web series and it's called uh, the barbershop and he's just laughing and he's having a good time well LeBron uh, does something on podcasting that he believes is the same thing that Saban is doing and wants it shut down. Now, Mm. I love the the Saban talk and the LeBron talk afterward, uh, making the rounds on social media. But I think LeBron James is a great player. Um, There's been at least 20 barbershop type things I've seen on TV. I didn't know anybody owned that.
6: I didn't even know he had one. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, anybody could be offended by something that we were just having fun with and uh, I enjoyed it and um, we're going to continue to do it. That's exactly what I would think he would say. Um, but I build Uninterrupted for a reason for, for us athletes to have a platform to be able to speak about, you know, whatever we want to talk about. And um, uh, I respect him as a coach, but I'd be damned if i allow someone to uh, you know, use our platform or try to, you know. You know, do the same thing we are doing. And, Wait a minute. He
1: can control
6: you know, just all think shows it's okay, now?
1: So. Keep, the keep every show out. out of a barbershop? I
7: guess so. Oh, did you just say oh, the word barbershop he, he, on your show? I did. Be careful. Come after me, LeBron. uninterrupted. Because of his uninterrupted. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I, I, you know, Nick's not, first of all, LeBron, you're picking a fight with good luck. Yeah.
1: And get over yourself, jeez! All right, I'll be damned if I'm going to allow. It's not up to you to allow him to, to to do a show in a barber shop. There's no patent on
7: that. <laughs> so I love the social media outcry. Uh, this man. is so good. <laughs> oh no, uh, I didn't know I needed this Braun versus Saban feud in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. The LeBron versus Nick Saban feud is exactly what we need right now to fuel our sports content. And this is my favorite one, mm-hmm. honestly. I think, th- and I'll tell you who wrote this, all right? Okay. Woken Wacko Vol fan, Tennessee volunteer. Okay. All right? mm-hmm. Honestly, I think LeBron is 100% in the right not only should Saban cease and desist, he should be forced to step down and the entire Alabama football program take the next one to two years off to think about the egregiousness of this infringement. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, very funny. It's funny. Very funny. So, I mean, good. I don't know the outcome of that. I would uh, venture to say that uh, LeBron, you don't get to, uh, you know, it's called something else. So, if it's just, I mean, all podcasts are, Pretty much uninterrupted unless they're sponsored, and I'm guessing yours is probably sponsored. Jeffy. Mm. Uh, with your, probably your own merchandise.
5: Where do you LeBron. go to get a haircut? Careful. How do well, you, you
1: can't answer? get
7: haircuts anymore. Okay.
1: Uh, no, LeBron Just has that. say yes. I won't allow you to have it. I'll be damned if I'll allow oh, oh, you gosh. to get a haircut. That's LeBron's thing. He gets haircuts. You can't?
7: Well, LeBron gets them at a a (laughs) barbershop, right?
1: Uninterrupted. Did you just say the
7: word barbershop?
1: Can we
5: dump that yet? I mean.
7: Wow.
1: (laughs) We're
5: going to get sued by LeBron.
1: You can't say that word. Are you wearing clothes? What? LeBron already did that. (laughs) You are digging this whole deeper, Pat (laughs) Gray.
7: So stupid. (laughs) So stupid. Uh, good luck. It'll be fun to watch. it <laughs> yeah. would be fun to watch.
5: Again, I don't know who to root for in this scenario, though, is the problem.
7: <laughs> <sighs>
5: yeah, just can't stand either of them, but please continue.
7: Uh, well, mm-hmm.
10: Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
7: I think they just either. shut down the entire Alabama program okay. this yeah. over this. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. Outrageous.
5: Okay.
1: And you know what? They need to disperse the team, mostly to Provo yes. Utah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take that a step further. When they're on their way to Utah, a couple of them can stop off at Columbia, Missouri.
5: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
7: Hashtag, <laughs> we Brown, all
1: man. stand with LeBron. <laughs>
7: <laughs> SEC. I like it. Uh, going to be another busy and above-average season for uh, the hurricane season coming up. Uh, Colorado State has uh, put out their new uh, their new. They're new projections. Now, they're always, they always change them. Mm -hmm. I mean, the projection, the joke always was, and it's not really a joke because you're talking about hurricanes, but the joke was just eight eight and 12. Just eight and 12. Mm -hmm. Eight named storms and uh, 12 12 mini ones, and you'll be fine because they readjust them all the time. But uh, this year Mm -hmm. they're predicting 14 named tropical storms, of which seven will become hurricanes. Uh, Both numbers, of course, are above average. Um, The seven predicted hurricanes, three are expected to spin into major hurricanes. That's their projection for this year. And, uh, you know, it starts June 1st, goes through to November 30th is hurricane season. Last year, uh, the team predicted 11 tropical storms, of which four would become hurricanes. Uh, 17 tropical storms, 10 hurricanes. They were way low, Mm. way low.
5: And normally it's the other way, right? With the predictions, they yeah. they predict well, way up here, mm-hmm. and it's way down here.
7: Right, and then they mid mid hurricane season, they always come back. Well, we've <laughs> we've rethought our predictions, yeah. so we're going to go ahead and redo. it. I them mean, here.
5: they can't get six months out, but we're supposed to believe them for the next, you know, I three know. centuries or whatever. Right. Okay.
7: But uh, anyway, so there'll be a few storms. Good, uh, keep your eye out. Be safe. Okay. Hurricane season starts June first. That doesn't mean hurricanes can't come before or after <laughs> November thirtieth or June first. Spoken like someone who's lived on the coast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, in Egypt, uh, they're having a big uh, a big talk with all their politicians. They've got this giant flat screen television behind them. Oh, cool! And they're all going through their uh, they're going through their uh, their chats in front of the crowd, and uh, right in the. Uh, Oh, oh, at the end, oh, the giant oh, scream oh. falls on them. Oh, now, wow. when you look at it again, wow. I know, when you look at it and people start rushing and trying to take yeah. it over, but when you look at it again, they it just missed the eight panelists no that kidding. were up there. Look I mean, if, oh, wow. watch Good. it again. You see how it fall comes down, yeah. and the the middle of it is where the screen is, misses the people that are sitting there. Let's
1: yeah. play that again. Yeah, here we go. All right, there they are. And you see the screen behind. Kind of hanging
7: out. Here comes. Uh, here comes the
1: TV. And the screen begins to fall. Look out! Wow! Oh.
7: But see now you see their heads right there. Huh? <laughs> they're all
1: so they're I all mean, okay. Yeah. That yeah. guy put his hand up like just at the right moment. Had right? they been hit with the metal part, that might have uh, been. Yeah.
7: a different story. So everybody's like, big fine. time huh? different story. Yeah. Wow. No one appears to be hurt. Wow. Uh, and it didn't matter anyway because uh, the uh, incumbent uh, oh. Abdel El Sisi. Sissi, ninety-seven percent of
5: them. Oh, good.
1: So like 97%, 97%. He's, he's someone. I don't care if they rigged it. You know, that's a free and fair yeah, shush. election. I'll thank you not to cast so dispersions sh- on the
7: Egyptian system. Sh- now there there was a there was a problem. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, you know that the main challenger was arrested uh, and his campaign manager beaten oh. up. Oh, well,
1: sometimes I'm, it's appropriate. Is it James Comey's fault? Uh, well, uh, James Comey is the reason they got Around lost? about
7: that time, other candidates pulled out.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Mm. Now they're claiming that it was some sort of intimidation. I just didn't
12: want oh, to oh, run anymore. Oh, stop it! Right they made right a big so TV set, right? That
1: sounds like losers. <laughs> Thank
7: That's you. What that sounds like. <laughs>
12: <laughs> <I
7: can't. laughs> and of course, I mean, he was uh, the first democratically elected president, you know, after the military coup. So uh, he was back in, and uh, we're good to go. Sissy's in there. Wow. And uh, don't worry about it.
1: Don't worry about it. He's actually been pretty good, though, al Yep. Yep. He's been pretty yes. darn good. bold. He is
5: bold. Are you yeah. kidding me? I love
7: that guy. <sighs>
1: but good, I mean. Pretty good relations, too, it seems, with Israel.
7: Yes. So, yeah, yeah. it's helpful. It's funny that we're starting to get, uh, we have the Saudi Arabia the prince, uh, saying, saying something mm-hmm. nice about Israel now. And, mm-hmm. and Egypt always tried to play a little bit nice well, for a number of years. 1978 I mean, right. or nine, right. I mean, whatever uh, that peace treaty was right. Yeah. But, I mean, they, that was, you know, they've always, uh, we, the first time we went uh, to Israel uh, on a trip, I went with Glenn, and we wanted to go to Egypt. And see, mm-hmm. we wanted to go and go across for the day, and and see as much as we could for the day. And our guide was like, um, I, "You know, I'm not going to Egypt. Mm-hmm. No, uh, if you want to go, I'll too drop, dangerous. I'll drop you
1: off at the border." But uh, was that his thing? It was yeah. Too dangerous? I'm not going to take the
7: Israeli plates and uh, drive you.
1: Around <laughs> yeah, I mean, while our governments are okay, I don't necessarily yeah. want to go there and play.
7: No, they're not. And my yeah. favorite part of that trip too was when we were we wanted to go see Bethlehem. Cause you talk about right. dangers but and they were fighting
1: Palestinian
7: territory. Well, they were fighting. Yeah, I mean, you can get in, they were fighting. We almost went when you turn the corner, he goes, well, we'll go up and see what's how how it's, what's going on today. And you turn the corner to go up this road. That's going to take you to Bethlehem tank, mm. just a tank and military guards. We'll stop. Wow. Life we'll go is ahead so stop. different there. Oh man. So and, different. and on the other side of the gate, the guy says, uh, our guide says, well, I'm not taking you. This is as far as I go. Um, but there were shop owners on the other side of the of the gate where the tank was blocking that were saying, It's safe, it's safe, come on, I'll take you. Come to my shop. Come on. And they're trying to get us and they all, one guy almost had us talked into going.
5: Was this was this border smack we talk were, happening we were, here? Yes.
7: Yes. Was, That's fine. We're say we'll take you there. You look at the shop and if he'd have stopped right then, we'd have gotten the car and gone. But he tried so hard to oversell all he wanted to do was get somebody because nobody's going there yeah, right mm-hmm, he yeah. just wanted to sell some of his goods mm-hmm. and he kept that hard sell was like you don't necessarily care about us if you've ever been to israel you know there's that hard
1: sell at every I know. single i like location. a lot of it i like a lot of it. i do not i know you don't i don't mm-hmm. dig that and i but don't either man it's, it's the wheel of a deal with you it's the wheel of a deal <laughs> everywhere you go you stand at the Mount of yep. olives there's a there's a ton of people there's a sea of people waiting to show you around you go to the Garden of yeah, Gethsemane. Always. There's they're a ton of Palestinians waiting to planet. show you around. I, I mean, you go anywhere and they're there
7: trying I to be know. your guide. That you go, you go to the belief. old city. You go to the old city of Jerusalem. I mean, you go mm-hmm. up to it. how much? If you ask how much, yeah. and they tell you a price, and you agree to it. If that's the wrong price, yeah, yeah, because they want well, to. They, they figure that if I say, if I say, "Ooh, that's a nice blaze coffee cup. How much do you want for that? Fifty cents." Oh, $0.50? Yeah, that's a pretty good price. Oh, did I say $0.50 cents for that? Because you've now admitted you're going to pay 50 for that, uh-huh. which means you're going to pay more. And they know they made a mistake. Because you, you'll pay more. <laughs> yep. So I say 50 for that? No, I meant 75 Yeah, I mean, somebody—, somebody So you got to—I mean, uh-huh. no matter what, Starts how much that. is that? $0.50, cents. ooh. No. Oh. <laughs> how much, what about this? Well, I get 40 Forty. $0.40. $0.40. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you, they love to wheel and deal, man. Yeah, they do. Everybody right. does that. You and I are going mm-hmm. to the
5: flea market, dude. Oh, I love it. walking around with me. Because you you start talking to me, like if you instigate the conversation, done. I don't have any interest after that. It's just uh, not the hard sell, not the, hey, come on over here, nothing. Just don't acknowledge me. I'll come to you if I'm interested in what you got sitting out, all your crap there, Mm -hmm. okay? All
7: right. I know, but people are going to try to sell their wares. That's what they're there for. Well, they need to keep Mm -hmm. their mouth shut and let me approach. Yeah, but if they do that, then they won't sell any goods. All right, so we've had uh, condoms. Uh, being sucked through our nose. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad uh, Tide Pods yeah. challenges. Mm-hmm. Bath salts. Uh, bath salts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, now uh, we get news today that a Florida teen has uh, bitten the head off a chicken. I'm sorry? Uh, he bit the head off a chicken. Oh, no. Uh, he's been arrested for animal cruelty. He bit the head off a chicken, and uh, then he took the eggs from the chicken coop and threw them uh, threw them up against the wall because it was a farm-to-table uh, display that the school was doing the high school was doing it he decided you know i just want to see what it's like to bite the head off a chicken what in the and That's hold bizarre. this chicken in my hand and watch it die and then i'm gonna take the eggs and throw them up against the wall in our another story could um, have been worse. Could have eaten many bugs. many human brains with their own blood vessels are grown in a lab for the first time in a breakthrough that they claim could help Stroke victims. They've. This is human brains grown from stem cells uh, that have developed their own blood supply now. Arm to table. I mean, it's really, it's really, really exciting uh, that they're growing uh, brains.
5: Growing brains.
7: Human and brains. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm telling you that uh, I would say that if uh, the University of California is uh, creating brain cells that they're putting in mice now that are starting to grow, mm. and we're creating actual brains. Doesn't end well. Perhaps we need to be testing on people that are <laughs> sucking condoms, <laughs> uh, eating Tide Pods, and biting the heads off of chickens. Mm-hmm. And just leave those mouse, mouses alone. Right. Well, mouses, would you do that? Have mouses.
1: Mice. No, whatever. mouses. Whatever. No, they test on mouses. Triple uh, eight. 888- what you know, know that? 93393. <laughs> uh, 93. We'll finish this up in a second. But. uh are you a vegetable fan, Jeffy? You like oh, vegetables, Pat? Yeah, everything. You look like look a guy. At everything about me says his vegetables. Back to farm to table, <laughs> a garden
7: to table. That's me.
1: <laughs> if you it's just... green, as a rule, I don't want anything to do with it. <sighs> That's why Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition comes in so handy for me. It's a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Organic fruits and vegetables, probiotic, prebiotic boosts your immunity, antioxidant power, all the things you want in a a delicious food like this, you have. It's not extracted from food either. It's actual, real food. So what you do is you take a scoop uh, and put it into eight ounces of water or your favorite drink, shake, uh, smoothie, and it's just that easy. It sweetens the drink. It uh, gives you all that all the vegetables you're not otherwise going to get, I, I love this you're stuff. You're digging this, are you? I, I dig it. I like it a lot. I It's made a uh, discernible difference to me. And I, wow. I didn't you know initially I know. think it would, but I am a lot less tired during the day, a lot less listless. It's, it's great. It's great stuff. BrickHousePat.com. Go there now. Try Field of Greens today. They'll give you 10% off a month's supply if you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com That's BrickHousePat.com
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network the blaze radio
1: network well finland has uh, virtually solved homelessness oh good 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 yeah conquered okay. it uh last year really? finland was the only eu country not currently in the middle of a massive homelessness crisis and they say that's because finland did this really cool thing for the homeless mm. uh they gave them homes i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just everybody's homeless see it gave them a place to live that's
7: what i'm saying yeah just we give them a place that. to live that's what we're that's what right? the, that's what we're going to do with the the debt. That's why it, we're just uh-huh. gonna, it's just going to be gone.
1: Yeah, cuz every it's
7: just
5: will be gonna no be homeless.
7: It's just going right, to go away.
5: Everyone in North Korea okay. has a home too. It's going to
1: be gone. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, a, they're right. See? Look at this. What here's the there? other here's the other thing about Finland. Uh it's extremely cold, and the homeless don't go there. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants to live outside mm-hmm.
5: in Finland. Yeah, yeah. Wh- whenever I become homeless, I am going <laughs> to save up my money and take a bus ticket one way to Miami. <laughs> exactly.
7: Yeah, you don't. That's why, I mean, people go to California, people go to Florida, but that's what they do. They, go, my, they come to Texas, they go to places. That's why I was surprised there were so many in Salt Lake.
1: My son, Sean, used to always, I, I don't know, he was I on love, this kick for a long time. Oh, yeah. Hey dad if I was a hobo I would
7: I do that all knows, the time. He had
1: things figured out for when he went homeless. I do that all I'm like, the time. Sean, are you planning to become homeless or we went to Hawaii on a trip one time. Oh dad if Look I was that. a hobo this is where I'd live. Look at that there's yeah. plenty. Yeah. There's I a see, lot of good places. But it makes sense because I don't know it's warm and you're on a beach. Right. Plus Finland doesn't make a lot know if of you sense know this. for uh, homeless uh, people.
7: It, when you become homeless it still costs the same to get to Hawaii. That is true. So you got uh, so yeah. That's why you end up in California.
1: You got to have a good benefactor to fly you, <laughs> you there. End up in place. California. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. Hey, look at this, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Thank you, Mary, oh. for my uh, recording studio's coffee mug from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Does she work in Muscle Shoals? Shame. She lives there. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Big fan of the show. Wow. Big fan of me. Well, Mark's a big fan of me, really. The <laughs> show. But thank you, Mary. I appreciate no accounting for taste, so, uh, if that's the case.
1: Well, well, I just yeah, think you, you mean you she's a make? fan of Big U. What are you gonna do? <laughs>
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. (music) Pat Gray is here. On
1: the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Are we alone in the universe? Hmm. This has been an age-old question that that we've been pondering uh, forever. Mm -hmm. Apparently there's a blow to finding aliens after scientists have discovered phosphorus, a crucial ingredient for life. Oh, you've been saying that. Is lacking. It's lacking? In the universe. Oh, boy. Earth-type life may be more rare and precious than is commonly thought, according to a study that hints at a cosmic lack of phosphorus. (laughs) Uh, The element is vital to energy storage and transfer in cells, and it's part of the chemical backbone of DNA. Phosphorus is created in supernovae, exploding massive stars at the end of their lives, but the new research suggests that typical supernova may not provide the conditions needed for forging the element. So, we're all alone. That's that's a letdown. I don't believe that for a second. What? That we're all alone. Do you believe mm-hmm. that? There's no way. There's absolutely no way we're alone.
5: Man, I got no idea. I'm so good at just riding the fence on these things. You don't care? Yeah,
1: I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Yeah, I mean, people don't... It's not really relevant Mm -hmm. to us unless they come here and destroy us. Yeah, then I'm going to care. Then you're going to care. Then
5: I'm going to be like, whoa, (laughs) um, okay, I've chosen a (laughs) side now. They do exist.
1: I don't think that would happen. Mm -hmm. Anybody who can come here from another planet is so far beyond our technology that why would they bother killing us? Mm. Of course, they could look at us like we look at uh, cockroaches, I suppose. You know, we're well, just kill- a nuisance, and they want to take the planet.
5: Okay, but I kill cockroaches. So. Yeah,
1: so they they might destroy us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> I don't I don't foresee that happening.
5: And we seem pretty ripe for the picking too. Mm-hmm. Oh as, my as, as a planet. Uh, you know, we're fighting among ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're arguing about uh, dumb things, stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. That I mean, we're come and get us.
1: A higher intelligence mm-hmm. being would be pretty disgusted with what they see here. I mean, I'm pretty disgusted with what I see here, so. Well, that's
5: because in your line of sight
1: every day is Jeffy. That's right. So. Uh, Children in, uh, this is kind of a fun little Easter story from Missoula, Montana. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) The way you set that up kind of has me worried. Children discovered bright purple Easter eggs (laughs) on their lawns. Mm, Nice. Isn't that fun? That is cool. That's really fun. Mm. So somebody just came by and dropped bright purple Easter eggs on people's lawns, that and is so sweet. Like when the strangers? kids came out there, they were and just pick them up and and open them to find some. This is good. Vile neo-Nazi propaganda. This is not good. Instead of candy, okay. Shockingly racist material promoted a notorious white supremacist group linked to five murders around the U.S. in the past year alone. Okay. What a nice little Easter message. Mm-hmm. The eggs. Delivered to homes and businesses in Missoula. Also contained a plastic gold coin and an Easter bunny toy.
5: Isn't that nice? This is so sweet until that other stuff was in there. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
1: Excited kids woke up to find bright purple Easter eggs on their lawns uh, that they thought would be filled with candy, but instead it was this other stuff. White revolution does not start a thousand miles away, it said. It starts with you. I'd Kid. like to find that in your as a four-year-old in your egg.
5: <laughs> could, could you at least tailor them? See, here's what they did. They had all these flyers sitting around their little pool hall or wherever they meet, uh-huh. and they shoved them into these eggs. Could yep. they not have just sprung for the Kinko's run and tailor-made that message for the kids? It starts with, your parents. Or, hand this note to your parents. Happy Easter.
1: You know, I... I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out the logic of Uh neo-Nazis, so I haven't really contemplated that, Keith. sorry, uh, I hate to disappoint you that way. You did. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) what are you going to (sighs) do? Also, uh, Hollywood director Josh, is it Josh or Joss? Joss. Because it's spelled J-O-S-S. Yeah. Joss Whedon tweeted a little death wish for Donald Trump. And again, the logical question is, keep this in mind as I read this to you. What if this were someone writing it about Barack Obama? The world would literally be set on fire over it. Whedon tweeted out that uh, Donald Trump is killing this country. Some of it quickly. Some slowly, but he spoils and destroys everything he touches. He emboldens monsters, wielding guns, governmental power, or just smug doublespeak. Or Russia. My hate and sadness are exhausting. Die, Don. Just quietly die. Okay. If, again... Yeah, somebody on the right. You know, if John Voight would have written that about Barack Obama, and believe me, we all thought he was killing the country. There, there's no question. I mean, we believed that uh, he was killing some of it quickly, some slowly, but he spoiled and destroyed everything he got his hands on, including our health care system. Who among us didn't believe that? But you don't tweet, die to the president. And, it, and a guy who admits that he is... That he hates. I mean, I thought that was, I thought the left wasn't hateful. I thought they were inclusive. I thought they were perfect angels. uh, They they were, they wanted to hear from every, they're all tolerant Hmm. of everybody. And then at the end, die Don just quietly die. So people have called uh, the secret (laughs) service, obviously, and alerted them to this tweet. I I don't know if they're going to show up on Joss Whedon's doorstep. I doubt it. Uh, but this is the guy who created Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. and Firefly. So the left is going to totally excuse everything he does. They love this stuff. He's just perfectly okay when the left does it. But again, if somebody on the right ever does this, it's, it's the worst thing that's ever happened. And everything comes to a halt so that we can stop and excoriate the person who did it. 888 thirty three ninety three. I want to play this uh, sound from Larry Kudlow. Larry Kudlow was on uh, Neil Cavuto yesterday, and they had a little battle because Cavuto said a lot of the things that I've been thinking about Larry Kudlow since he joined the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of weird because we talked about Larry Kudlow, who's a free trade guy, always has been. Never believed in tariffs. And Cavuto was kind of pointing that out. President Trump, I just want to add this. He is a free trader. He will tell you that. He, he might tell us that, but it wouldn't be true, Larry. <laughs> I mean, it's like Barack Obama used to say. He was all into the the free market, a capitalist. Uh, that wasn't true either, but he told us that all the time. Um, I, Donald Trump is a free trader? That's just a ludicrous statement. <laughs> ludicrous.
9: There's but, no way he's a free trader doing I this.
6: beg your pardon. There's no, no way, Larry. No the, way. Path, the path to free trade has got to center mm-hmm. on fixing these unfair and illegal yeah, the path trading practices. to free practices. trade,
9: Larry, isn't slapping tariffs on your own goods and the other country's goods to make sure that you are not going to unfairly uh, take don't advantage know that. of us.
6: Right? That's your point of view. I appreciate it. You and I have known each other for a long time. But we don't know how this is going to end. It may have a very positive hmm. ending. But you know uh, well, also, you know,
9: I understand what you're saying. Believe me, I appreciate your concern about this and the president's. He's exactly right to say this system hasn't been fair or right. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're swinging the pendulum the other way. And we're already seeing the effect on the folks who really have to pay the bills of this sort of thing. American taxpayers, consumers, because governments don't pay this; they do. And already in in some of these futures markets, we've seen soybean prices coming down. We've seen pork-related prices coming down. This idea that all of a sudden um, a lot of folks in key areas that the president won in the Midwest and elsewhere are, are taking it on the chin. What do you tell them?
6: I think a lot of those folks are sick and tired of unfair trade practices. You know. You can't put the onus on President Trump. The onus here is blame China. We're trying to unwind decades of poor trading policies.
1: Who are you? And what have you done with Larry Kudlow? (laughs) What happens to people who enter Donald Trump's orbit? It's just bizarre to me. They completely change who they are and what they've believed forever. And just adopt his point of view is really strange does his gravitational pull just reorganize your common sense genes what happens there i i'm I'm really hard-pressed to understand because we were fairly excited about larry kedlow and and thought oh well good okay so this is just a negotiating tactic he's not really going to go through with it well several thousand products later we are now enmeshed in a trade war with with china yeah and Larry Kudlow is defending it. Hey, I don't know how this happens. It's really, really weird. Syntaxes, by the way, might be the answer, as well as tariffs. <laughs> so we're, we got the tariffs going. And uh, now, fortunately, syntaxes as well on soft drinks, on alcohol and tobacco. <clears throat> this. As they're saying here in this article, they could be a powerful tool to combat rising rates of chronic disease worldwide. I'm
5: sorry. May I interrupt the story for just a second? Because I thought you were still talking about Donald Trump in his syntax in his tweets. No. Because that's where we also need some attention.
1: But continue with right. the taxes uh-huh. you're referring to. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. A global study found taxes on soft drinks, (laughs) snacks, alcohol, and tobacco are more likely to change the lifestyle behavior of vulnerable, poorer consumers. Mm -hmm. So the goal here is to change behavior of poor people. Sorry, we don't like the fact that you drink uh, soda. So uh, we're going to social engineer you out of doing that. Mm At the same time, most of the revenues would come from higher-income households. Because I guess they'd be the only ones that can afford the syntax.
5: So they actually do want you to continue these risky behaviors to some degree, just like they yeah, do, they do. With,
1: yes. With taxes on, on cigarettes and stuff, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Taxes on soft drinks as well as tobacco and alcohol could produce major health gains, they say, among society's poorest. <laughs> it's just amazing. Poorer sections of society are disproportionately affected by non-communicable diseases linked to lifestyle, such as heart disease, type 2 diabetes, And cancer, according to the authors of this study. Uh, NCDs were described as a major cause and consequence of poverty. Now, just because you're poor doesn't mean you have to drink soft drinks. You could drink water. Hmm. You could, uh, you don't have to actually engage in soft drink uh, consumption.
5: Yeah, and also. um
1: Or snack consumption or alcohol.
5: Yep. Or also the fact that you're poor also doesn't necessarily make you a killer, a killer.
1: either. <laughs> right, we found that out. That was really important information we learned from George W. Bush because a lot of us thought, well, if you're poor, you're going to kill somebody, right?
5: And we thought we thought it was a given until Bush came along and convinced us
1: otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then he told us this. Just let me make it very clear. Poor people right. aren't necessarily, necessarily killers. killers. <laughs> aren't necessarily killers. Just because you happen to be, be not, not rich, rich. Doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're, you're willing gonna, to kill. Doesn't mean you're willing to kill. Just because you happen to be not rich doesn't mean you're necessarily going to kill. You probably still are. Yeah, odds are. But not necessarily. So it's not 100% that if you're poor, you're going to kill someone, but you probably still will. I just want to make that clear. Yeah. But you're not necessarily (laughs) a killer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we found that out. From uh, from W. Yeah, we did. Years ago, and that was, that was really good information. Because we had, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to speak for you, uh-huh.
5: but I had before that point in time been operating on the misconception yeah. that you're poor, you're a murderer.
1: Anybody under, period. say, uh, 25,000 a year, yeah. you've definitely murdered somebody. Killer. Right? That's what we were, that was, that was what we were operating, the assumption we operated on for years until uh, George told us that's not necessarily the case. Some of them may not have killed anybody, you see. (laughs) Yet. 888-900-3393. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust, because I think you can trust them too. And if you're looking for a really good experience with your home buying or selling experience, and it's the biggest investment you're ever going to make, you really want somebody along for the ride that you trust. Um, And most people have had probably a bad experience with realtors. So that's why uh, Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents, I trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all, over, all across America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Based on their experience, their marketing plans, their character, and the results they get for their clients in the past. And then there's another little element that I think is really important, maybe the most important, and that's are they fans of the show. That tells you that they generally share your principles and values and you're going to have that in common so if you're trying to sell your house obviously you want it to sell fast and you want to get the most money out of it you don't want to lose a bunch of money like glenn and tanya did years ago in connecticut go to real estate agents i trust we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town let our agents earn your business it's realestateagentsitrust.com
0: pat gray on the blaze radio network
1: Late dollars 3393 President has been uh going after Amazon pretty strong lately. Ugh, stop. Uh apparently he says that every package delivered by the US Mail <laughs> costs them uh that they deliver for Amazon costs a dollar 46.
10: Mhm.
1: Is that possible? They lose a dollar 46 on every package cuz every- I thought I thought they were paid a fortune by Amazon to yeah. deliver packages. I thought
5: that's why you see the trucks out, the mail trucks out on Sundays, yeah. because that's Amazon renting them from the government.
1: We were told initially that that really saved the Postal Service. The fact that they've got this side job now from Amazon. And so delivery happens on Saturday. And well, it did anyway, but it happens on Sunday now mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In Russia, they're trying a, a new uh, mail delivery system. Oh. That uh, these, I guess these drones cost about 20 grand each. Wow. Okay. And uh, tested one out. Here's here's what happened. Oh. Uh, you see it flying there. A test flight here. Little test flight. Okay. And you see the little mailbag underneath the drone. Oh, that's cute. So it uh, looks go. like it's working pretty well so yep, far. Yep. Can it? Nope, it just dropped a package. Was, I think it was a bird or something. A, and then it. Nope, hang on. There it is. There it is. Here we go. Oh, uh, oh no. Oh, in the side of a house. No! a house. Smashed right into the, the $20,000 drone. Bye bye. Just flew into the side of a building. And, and that was the
5: <laughs> test flight. <laughs> so, test failed. I'd say that's I guess.
1: not a real successful test right there. How?
5: That. Okay. I love it when a government that I like can't stand, like a Russian type deal. Yes. Gets embarrassed like that. Yes. Screw you. <laughs> There's your drone. Pick it up.
1: Ugh. <laughs> hmm. Uh. So the Russians uh, obviously have some incredible technology as far as <laughs> drones are concerned. Yeah.
5: I hope that carries over to the I military. I really
1: hope it does.
5: <laughs>
1: so all we're hearing lately is how far behind we are, uh, mm-hmm. Russia and China, in missile technology.
5: Yeah, General McPeak uh, confirmed that the other day, right? He was like, yeah. I think that's the one area we might be behind in is this missile technology.
1: Was it uh, Monday we talked to him? hmm Yeah. And that, that was a little concerning. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I expected him to say, Oh, no, that's no, we've got things you don't even know about. That's what I was hoping he was going to say. <laughs> oh, no, that don't worry about it. We're way ahead of Russia and China and missile technology. Every technology, I mean, they can't even come close to us. Not exactly his words. No, unfortunately, I think he said almost to the point was, um,
5: if there's an area that they are ahead of us, it would be what the missiles. Missiles, and those are important things. Supersonic to missiles. Not be behind in,
1: because <laughs> they've got missiles now that go something like um, was it seven to ten times the speed of sound. It was. Wow. Yeah, it's. They're fast. They're fast. They don't. They don't go the speed limit. I will just <laughs>
5: the intergalactic that speed limit. Yeah, they don't. Oh they so, you know what so they go faster than the trips that Alex Jones's crew takes to Mars with those sex slaves. That's what you're saying. 20 years to get to Mars. But the <laughs> if they would just fly on those missiles from Russia.
1: Yeah. Get there a little faster. Get there a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 900 uh 3393. Oh, now we issued the challenge yesterday. We sent an invitation for <laughs> the Superintendent of Katy Public <clears throat> Schools. We did. Katy ISD Independent School District to come on the show because if you missed it Let's remind you of um, what happened the other day. There was a, uh, a man named Greg Barrett, and he was talking to the school board about bullying because they're trying to do something about bullying in, in the school system. And here is what Greg said at the, at the school board meeting.
13: My name is Greg Barrett. I graduated from KSD in 1983. I started in 1975 with Mr. Lance. Uh, my legal name is Greg Gay I was bullied unbelievably bullied I started out and I had teachers that bullied me I had kids that bullied me even the coaches I had nobody to turn to one day at lunch I had my head shoved in the urinal where it busted my lip I had laid on the ground in a fetal position as the kids kicked me. I got up, I rinsed my face off, I walked out of the lunchroom, walked straight to the principal's office, and he told me, these kids will grow up someday. They won't always be like this. But yet, here I am, covered in urine from laying on the ground underneath the urinal. My lip was busted. And they sent me home. Well, I went home. And I got the 45 out of my father's drawer and put it in my mouth. Because at this point, I had nobody, nobody in the school system to help me. Is 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 that the way this is going to be? Lance, you were the one that shoved my head in the urinal.
1: Oof. Uh, wow. And Powerful Lance- testimony. Lance is the superintendent yes. of... The Katy Independent School District. Mm-hmm. Lance uh, is a pretty highly paid employee. makes three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year as a base salary, and then there's benefits and bonuses on top of that. So it's you know probably between four hundred thousand and half a million a year. Lance makes. Now you might think, okay, well, you know, maybe he's changed. You tell me. Here's Lance's response. Uh, the next meeting they had.
12: While I understand the perception, please know my reaction this past Monday night was one of shock. It it wasn't Mm. one of disrespect or insensitivity.
1: Sounds like you guys laughed. I was purely shocked. mm, Shock. Uh, What are you shocked about?
12: You know, to the hometown that raised me and
1: Mm -hmm.
12: where I now proudly serve, I regret the negative attention that's... And brought to this community in the past week.
1: Mm hmm. Okay. Negative attention. You're bothered by that. What about what he said? Ultimately. Ultimately.
12: Ultimately. Uh-huh. I'll be judged by one person. Yes.
1: Yes, yes. yes right. Is yes.
12: God, my Lord and Savior. Okay. That's who mm-hmm. will judge me.
1: Yeah, that's not the point, Lance. Uh, nobody doubts that. Okay. Nobody said otherwise. So that doesn't even have any place in this discussion. The The response needs to be either, I, I didn't do that. I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't do that. Or, you know, I did do that and I re- really regret it. I was, I was very young and I was immature. And Greg, I am so sorry. I've changed... Uh, you know what? Because I was a bully in the past, that gives me unique insight into this problem. How about something like that? Going to your Lord and Savior, forgiving you, that has nothing to do with this. And yet the school board is like, yeah, yeah, they give him his, uh, an ovation. <laughs> so we invited him on the air. Here's a stunning surprise. Hmm. He turned us down. Hmm. Not willing to come on the air. They kindly declined. Kindly Pat. declined our invitation. <laughs> hmm. All right. What a shocker that is. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, the Blaze
0: Radio Network.
1: parents 888
0: thirty three ninety three. that katie
1: board school board meeting is just heartbreaking to me the guy uh greg barrett did he change his name by the way because he said his name was was gay greg gay at the greg time. gay at yeah. the time so he's apparently changed it since yeah Maybe you'd had enough flack and uh, didn't want to put up with it. Kids are so, it can be so cruel when you're in school. And especially back then, with a name like today, you probably wouldn't even be hassled over that. Right? I mean, kids are pretty okay with all that. And he said even his coaches bullied him. His teachers Mm. bullied him. Sad. And uh, Lance Hint, the uh, superintendent of schools, was the biggest bully of all to him. The guy who is now in charge of the policy making at KDISD.
5: How ironic. And don't forget, you had the uh, circuit court judge in Alabama who went to school at the time as well, who has vouched for Greg Gay's story. Oh, right. So he said, oh, absolutely. That guy was a jerk.
1: (laughs) It'd be nice to know if he's changed. Yeah. Because well, there was no indication from what he said that there's anything different.
5: Well, we're not going to know. Um, but, and know, so strange because be
1: we, did, we didn't show this on this particular clip, but he starts out by saying, I'm not perfect. Well, that's not the issue either. Nobody said you were perfect. You're talking about you're not perfect. I know that's assumed by all mankind. Okay, we understand that. However, there's a difference between perfection and making somebody's life a living hell to the point where they're driven to suicide. <laughs> and then the other thing he said was he's shocked by what was said. In what way are you shocked? Didn't get any answers on that either. What do you mean? You're surprised that he that he showed up at the meeting? You're shocked that he said what he said about what you did? You're shocked that he still remembers. You're shocked that he had the balls to say it in front of everybody. What are you shocked about? Are you shocked because you didn't do it? Because if that's the case, you should you should have said that. Yeah, I'm shocked that he he would accuse me of something I didn't do. And then the only other thing he was that was a problem for him, apparently, was the negative attention Katie Texas is receiving because of all this. And yet the school board is perfectly fine with it. This shows the importance of school boards. You know, one of the best things you can probably do is run for your school board. Run for a seat on your school board. That's where you're going to make a huge impact. If you do. And you're conservative. And you have ethics. And you're a good person. Because obviously we've got some of the other type of uh, people running school boards right now. You know, it's interesting because it's the local level and like the school level where Americans have the most impact. You know, we're always worried about the state and the national levels. But really, the things you have control over, the things that affect you and your family most are probably things just like that at the school board.
5: Listen to this. Uh Uh-huh. Here's another story about Lance Hint. Oh, okay. Not, not related to that school board situation.
1: Unrelated? Unrelated. Okay. Uh, this is uh, a good thing, probably. He's, he's uh, Yeah,
5: he's made amends.
1: Okay. He's good now. All
5: right. Um, there's a gentleman named William Stein, who has come out now, says he confronted Hint... <clears throat> Uh, after he was driving his car too fast, this is 1983, same, uh, mm-hmm. you know, same era, this is about senior in high school, class 83 is when Greg Gay it, okay? Right. So 1983, apparently Lance Hint was driving his car um, down an alley, so William Stein confronted him and said, hey man, there's kids here in the neighborhood, you know, you gotta slow down. Apparently Stein um, was then assaulted by Lance Hint, Stein said he was left with a dislocated shoulder three broken ribs, and a fractured skull. The injuries left Stein Jeez. in a coma for five full days. He also required two brain surgeries. So that seems oh. consistent with the story that Greg Gage just told at the superintendent at the school board meeting. Does it not? Uh, yeah. This man's got an issue with rage. Wow. According to a, de- a deposition at the wow. time in 1983, Hint, who was 18 at the time of the attack, admitted to knocking Stein out and leaving him in an alley. While the criminal charges were later dropped, the lawsuit resulted in a five-figure settlement against Hint. He went on to play football for the University of Oklahoma and eventually became the KDISD school superintendent.
1: <laughs> who else would you want for KDISD superintendent? I, I
5: I'm sure there were no other. I outcomes. can't think of anybody better I, yeah,
1: than surely. a class bully uh, who put somebody into a, into a coma for five days. Can you think of anybody better for a school board than that? As you've been talking. How picky are we if we don't want this guy to be school board president making $375,000 a year? Mm. Wow. So there you go. Jeez. Good stuff. But they fully support him on the Katie School Board. That's great. And
5: I did look through two to three dozen salaries uh, in major cities and suburbs uh-huh. around the state of Texas yesterday just to see how his salary compared how stacked like, up yeah
1: 375 thousand now it was more than all the bigger uh, yeah, school districts far and away. Katie is eighth uh-huh. oh. it was bigger than Houston mm-hmm. Dallas um, Fort Worth yeah those,
5: those are, the are bigger all bigger ones. those are bigger Katie is the eighth largest in the state of Texas uh, far and away the salary of Mr. Hint is um, uh, more than anyone else's in that same position Wow in the state of Texas. So not only is he the best man for the job, he's He's apparently the most valuable in the state of Texas as well.
1: Wow. And I mean, he could have changed, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've all done things. uh, Of course, I haven't knocked somebody out and put him in a coma. Sure. So again, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. But there's a place between perfection Mm -hmm. and beating the hell out of people to put them in a coma and making people's life a living hell. There's a little place in between there where you could maybe find a sweet spot. I don't know.
5: (laughs) Well see look if know. you're going to be putting people into a coma and then paying out these large settlements these five figure settlements you know you want to mm. have a good salary where you can save up for those instances yeah, you do. in the future you know?
1: who knows when you're going to be sued again mm. if you're still a jerk like that Right <clears throat> But the good thing is the uh, KDISD school board totally totally 100% behind him What would it take to lose their support you wonder <laughs> All right, you're talking about bullying, and you've got the biggest bully I think I've heard of in a really long time, at least certainly the biggest bully I've ever heard of on any school board, helping you make policy, helping you set policy there. For the kids. For the kids. For the kids. What would it take that he would lose your support? Come on, Lance Hinton. Here we are. Does he have to kill somebody? (laughs) Almost dead. Does he have to commit genocide? (laughs) Well, he hasn't killed an entire race of people. Right. Has he? (laughs) <laughs>
5: I think the phrase, not that we know of. The phrase in my head now is yeah, but Lance.
1: <laughs> wow, we've been through a couple of these weird situations now where it just doesn't matter. It does not. As long as somebody claims they're not perfect mm-hmm. and uh, God will be my judge. Yeah. Well, yeah, He will be your judge for your ultimate for your ultimate judgment. Okay, that's not for us to do. That's for Him to do. But there are things we must be judges of in this life. Mm-hmm. Can we get that through our heads? Can we remember that, please? Yes. Like, I don't know, are you a pro is it appropriate for you to have that position? It's it's entirely appropriate for us to be that kind of a judge. Mm-hmm. Like, is this the right guy to be superintendent of schools? Any school? Man, Talk about a need for some alternative forms of, of education where you got this kind of stuff going on.
5: Hmm. Well, wow. by the way, um, uh, he has apologized. Oh, he did apologize. Yeah, he said. The- yeah, he good. said when I was young and dumb, I did
1: dumb things. So that's I, the closest. Well, we I'm get. not hearing the words. I'm sorry. Uh, there. Did he actually? Let's see. Speak because those of great
5: words? teachers, coaches, administrators, mentors uh-huh. in my life, and the unconditional love of my parents, I was able to overcome, learn, and grow from my childhood mistakes. Let's see. Where's that apology? Because it says in the headline, there's an apology in here. Oh, that's right. The negative attention. We've already talked about that. The negative <laughs> attention to the uh, district.
1: Sorry. That's the. Uh, yeah, you sorry there was apology. negative attention okay. directed at the uh, district.
5: Sorry about that, district. Sorry. <clears throat>
1: sorry there was some negative attention on this.
5: This guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Lance. <laughs> well, he put some guy in a coma. Yeah, but Lance. <laughs> well, yeah, but he brutalized this poor guy and drove him almost to suicide. Yeah, but Lance. <laughs> but Lance. I mean, Lance. Where else are you going to get a Maybe you don't know tender. Lance. Yeah. So, there's that. Wow. That is something else. Sounds like he was a fun guy though to go to school with. So so
5: here's who we got now. We've got dude in a coma. Yeah. We've got Greg Barrett, Greg uh-huh. Gay, okay? Yeah, don't we've call got, him gay. We've got the judge mm-hmm. in Alabama. Yeah. All three of these guys are saying what Lance Hint was is whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice change. Has he now? Yeah, due to incredible coaches and the unconditional love of his parents, he's changed. So He's a different guy today. Should we judge him? Well, we should judge whether or not he's he's the appropriate person (laughs) to head up the Katy School District. But again,
5: this goes back to where we started this whole conversation. There's nobody else, man. Nobody else wants this job. Uh, He's I doing a job not. that other Texans won't do, apparently.
1: Pretty decent gig, too, it seems, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean... Yeah. Seems like there's some people in Katy, Oof. Texas, who are really smart, really uh well-educated, really good people, who would love to make $375,000 a Oof. year. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, but Lance. <laughs> yeah, but Lance. <laughs> 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 I wish he'd come on. You know, uh-huh. I... Yeah, I'd try to be fair, too. I would. Kindly declined. Yeah, he kindly kindly declined already. But kindly. I would try to be fair. You just ask him, uh, Lance, first of all, what does your relationship with God have to do with this discussion? It doesn't have anything to do with it. This is between you and Greg Barrett, who bore his soul to you. What do you have to say to him? Are you sorry for that? Did you do that? Have you changed since then? Are there ways in which you can use the person you were uh, to come up with policy now and the person you are and make the school system better and less apt to any kind of bullying situations? I mean, if, you know, if you said some of that stuff, it would make sense and we'd we'd just leave it alone. But he didn't say any of that stuff. So we're not leaving it alone. (laughs) (laughs) Something else I can't leave alone right now uh, are the problems with autopilots. Mm. Another problem, a new video shows a Tesla autopilot feature failing at the exact same location where a Tesla driver crashed and died just a couple of weeks ago in oh, Mountain View. Oh, wow. The autopilot feature so kind of appears to have a fatal flaw now. Uh, driver Shantanu Joshi was commuting on Highway 101 near Highway 85, testing out what his Tesla would do on autopilot. Uh, I'm low-key and don't normally freak out, but the car definitely started swerving left without giving me any warnings right into that divider. A video of the incident shows the Tesla begins to veer to the left, straight into the divider, and the car never gives the driver a single warning. When the video is slowed down, you can see parts of the white lanes are faded, and the car seems to think the left side of the lane is the right lane. Oopsie daisies. Wow. Wow. That's dangerous because you could swerve right onto incoming traffic that way sure could. and have a head-on collusion. Jeez. The lanes aren't marked clearly on the road. That's what I was wondering. When lanes aren't clearly marked, what is the autopilot going to do with that? And now we see uh, maybe not the right thing. Wow. Um, Huh. Apparently, um, Fred Beres is a professor of mechanical engineering at San Jose State. And he said he's building his own autonomous vehicles with students. Uh, He says, lanes that aren't clearly visible can be a challenge for autopilot features. He said, Tesla believes in having eight cameras all around the vehicle and they monitor the presence of the lanes on the road. Um, Tesla says it's now using a dozen updated ultrasonic sensors, allowing for detection of objects at nearly twice the distance of the prior system. It's going to be a problem as they're trying to work this thing out, as they're trying to perfect it. There's going to be things like this. We've said this all along. There's going to be some problems that technology can't overcome right away. Yeah. And are you going to want to trust it?
5: Right. And, no way. And we were, it seemed nope. like we were on the threshold of that becoming the standard operating procedure on the roadways. Yeah. And yeah, now, now. it has gone.
1: <laughs> the other way.
5: In reverse, if you will. Pretty quickly. But um, you know that there's got to be big money, big businesses behind oh, this yeah, for that sure. are like, figure this out now. Yeah. There's a lot of money about to get lost if this technology slows down.
1: Yeah, didn't California say that all of the autopilot drivers, the Uber, Uber thing, they had to reapply? Right, because they got to be recertified now.
5: That license uh, ran out at the end of March, and they said, yeah, sure, you can go through the whole process and start over. We're not renewing it.
1: So I think their program is kind of on hold right, right Arizona now. Arizona and California, I yeah. know for a fact, have said uh, no. 888 thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleash coming up.
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 133 93 On uh, Nebraska, lawmakers have passed a controversial budget bill mm. that could deny federal funding to Nebraska's Planned Parenthood. Oh, that's of controversial. Heartland. That's uh, controversial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must be allowed to kill children, <laughs> and you must pay for it. Uh-huh. The measure passed 38 to 6 on Tuesday, and it will need to be signed into law by Governor Pete Ricketts who mm-hmm. introduced the family planning measure into the budget. Oh, so I would say he's fairly friendly to it then. Mm-hmm. The bill would prevent health clinics from receiving Title 10 federal funding if they perform counsel in favor of refer patients to abortion services. Mm. Clinics would need to show physical, financial, and legal separation from abortion services. Wow. Opponents say the measure unfairly targets Planned Parenthood and attempts to regulate family planning. Those do not belong in the budget. Supporters say it ensures that tax money is not going toward abortion. I mean, that doesn't... You can family plan all you want. You just can't kill children.
5: So wait a minute. The opponents to taking this money away from these clinics...
1: Yeah. huh So
5: they say that taking this ability to terminate pregnancies out of the budget... Uh-huh. there's no place for that but there's a place for it for terminating these yeah, sure. lives right yeah you got it
1: you have an issue with that
5: uh, controversial budget <laughs> bill in Nebraska I know wow what's the news source in that controversial line here
1: uh, does it say at the top I don't think it says well
5: it's KET7 in Omaha, oh, it's a, but I wonder if they just got it from the Associated Press because that feels probably. like a
1: or Reuters, AP, Reuters somebody like that yeah, yeah. Also, a male choir is being forced to accept women in England. This wait, is happening. Wait, all wait, 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 wait! You started the sentence a, wrong. Then male choir. Okay, yeah, that's a male sexist cho- right there. Mm-hmm. Members of the Derbyshire Constabulary Choir. Wow, so that. these are constables.
5: Oh, that's what that means.
1: Uh, decried political correctness yesterday after the area's chief constable severed all ties with him. Peter Goodman, who took over the force last summer told the choir to accept women or face losing its 60-year association with the police service. (sighs) After concluding that a mixed group would take years to establish, the choir said, okay, well, we're going to change our name then to the Derbyshire Community Male Voice Choir. (laughs) Then Kevin Griffiths, its chairman, accused Mr. Goodman of trying to deflect attention from the force's gender pay gap. Derbyshire... Has the worst gender pay gap among police forces in the country at 28%. But getting rid of the male voice choir is not going to solve that. So he's saying that instead of doing something about the about pay equality, he's trying to show what a good guy he is by putting <laughs> women in the <laughs> in the all male choir. Mm. Ah, that'll placate him. Yeah. No, I've been fighting hard for you gals. Right. I, I got some of you gals in the men's choir. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, you only make uh, you know, seventy-two cents on the dollar, but at least you can sing with the guys. What
5: do you want? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Choir was formed in nineteen fifty-six, comprised of police officers. It now accepts male singers from all backgrounds. Hmm. They've kept strong ties though, and links to the Derbyshire or Derbyshire. Derbyshire, course. I think. Derbyshire. I don't
5: know. Those British
1: names. Uh, wearing police tunics from the 1960s. Oh, that's got to be really hip. Mm. I want these guys performing. Wait, hold on. What, what's the name next again? Event. Now, now
5: I got to look this up. Derbyshire. What Derby are they? Derbyshire.
1: Mm-hmm. Men's. Men, community mm-hmm. Derbyshire Community uh-huh. Male Voice Men Choir. Voice. Mm-hmm. Choir. Okay. That must now accept women.
5: I'm just looking up their uniforms here. So if we can find anything good. Mm
1: Now, uh, Mr. Goodman is in his early 50s, said the force was an equal opportunity employer and was committed to having an organization where there are no enclaves from people from different backgrounds where they cannot go.
5: Now, it's an enclave.
1: It's an enclave. He also sings in a mixed choir. He said members had considered it impossible to take on women, as it would take years to find the right balance.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's called That's a kind of funny too. choir, though.
1: Really? I mean, would it take years to find the right balance? Yeah, sure. Does
5: it? Think of how many times they got to remix their songs and stuff. I mean, it
1: seems like you put a couple of women in, and then you work on the right balance, and about 15, 20 minutes later, you, you got it. Maybe maybe not. We have 30, 30 male voices, and their voices are stronger because they're bass and baritone. To get the right balance, we'd need fifty females. That would probably take ten to fifteen years. What? We'd, okay, now stop. <laughs> you right. can't just get fifty women to join a choir just mm-hmm. like that.
5: No, I mean you got to plan this stuff. I mean, out.
1: think of the extensive preparation needed <laughs> to have women there. We'd also need a complete library of new music. No. That might be true. Yeah. We we offered uh, to start a ladies' choir who could invite who could be invited to perform at events, but that wasn't an option good enough for them. Now, see, yeah, I mean, what would be the problem with the separate women's choir? Hmm. This is what's happening all over the world right now. All of these things that, I mean, there's a Vienna Boys Choir. How long will it be the Vienna Boys Choir? It's not good enough for them to just sound like girls. They'll probably have to include girls.
5: And uh, when is the uh, handbell choir going to allow... A Tambourine,
1: it's another good question. Really good question.
5: Seriously, I mean, you, let's not right. discriminate against the tambourine. tambourine. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's such a difficult instrument to master,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah, this you took a I mean? good
1: five, what, six What does that minutes. take years? 17, 18 years? That's look at that. that. That's uh, let me see if I can
5: just instinct. Let's see, you can't do it. You haven't trained, no. No, see, you're off. I'm off. Yeah, you've got to.
1: You're right. You know I what, can't what do we'll it. do
5: is we'll get together after the show, give you a uh-huh. lesson, and right. uh, it'll be the first of about, it's going to take 10 to 15 years probably before you can master this. Probably. So,
1: yeah. We'll, well work. On. Okay, try, it try it
5: with the theme song here. No, see, no, there's a beat. Turn up this music so he can practice with this. Turn Crank this up for him. No, see, you're just. Yeah, this isn't
1: really a. Am I there yet?
5: we got 10, 15 years we can work on this path. Okay.
1: All right. right. Stick with it, man. Keep working on it.
0: (laughs) Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.